It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to one day early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Now we're good. We got sound. We got visual. We got a bunch of bigots in the chat. What's up, everybody? I know everybody in the chat. It's muted. It wasn't muted. It was just I updated the uh, I got Windows update. I got whip, Windows update date raped. Right when, when, when Windows updates your computer, um, you don't really want to do it, but it ends up happening. You restart. Windows runs the update, and it completely changes all of your audio settings for some reason. And you have to go back and <laughs> you gotta go back and uh, and rearrange all that stuff. But I I got it, and that was the last that was the last glitch. That was the last glitch. The the trauma from my my Windows update. My we'll call it the the Windows update rape. <laughs> Windows update rape. Um, all right. Yeah, Hans Gruber updated his yesterday. Now nothing works properly. <laughs> I, I let my I, I finally did the Android update that I've been pushing back for like a month, and like half the apps that I use every day don't work properly now. So, yeah, I mean I try to wait as long as possible because I figure if you wait longer, then the apps will have time to update, figure it out. But no, 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 no. no. <sighs> What's up, everybody? All right. All right, we got we got a bunch of biggers watching on YouTube, a bunch of biggers watching on uh, on the new platform over on Rockfin. All right, we're stoked to be up on Rockfin. Um, Rockfin is probably where we're going to be doing quite a bit of the uh, the future content. Who knows how much longer we'll be on YouTube at all? Yeah, so uh, there's a link in the description. You guys, go ahead and open up that Rockfin. Open up the Rockfin channel in another tab. Check it out over there. It's really smooth. It's really smooth, great quality on the video, perfect quality on the audio. Uh, they even have a tipping feature, right? They've already integrated a tip feature. All you have to do is, uh, is sign up for a free account. All you need is an email to sign up for that free account. So go check out Rockfin. Check out the Rockfin channel over there. We got, we got like 23 people over there right now on the Rockfin. Hoping to get more up in there. You know, yeah, you pull up a tab on the YouTube, pull up a tab on the Rockfin, compare and contrast. You know, the YouTube chat's a little bit more, it's a little bit more, uh, it's flowing a little bit more right now. But YouTube, in general, is a dying, is a dying platform. And we do our best not to support YouTube, because YouTube does its best not to support <laughs> this channel. In fact, YouTube does its best to destroy this channel. Right? So make sure you're still subscribed. Yeah, make sure you're still subscribed. And if you do want updates on when these streams are coming, you want updates on when these streams are coming, click on the link down below. There's a link, get notified for upcoming streams. Yeah, so Rockfin, much better platform. Uh, they do allow us to monetize. There are no ads. That's what's so awesome about Rockfin. They allow us to monetize zero ads. Yeah, and they even have a tipping feature. Yeah, you can tip, I think it's like $2 is the base, and then you can tip, I think it's 2 Five, ten, twenty, fifty, or a hundred. 
right? Hundreds, hundreds the highest you can tip there on Rockfin. I know, sorry guys, you can only tip a hundred bucks USDs. Yeah, um, that's it. That's it. They cut it off there. But you could do ten, one hundred. I know a lot of you are probably trying to tip. You're like, man, I really want to go over there on Rockfin and and, and tip a thousand dollars because I love that intro. Well, you can't, but you can do 10 $100 tips if you want to. So Rockfin's got an app. They're working on an app for Android. They have a, uh, they have a YouTube, I'm sorry, an iPhone app, and, but you don't even need an app to watch it. It's super smooth. You just pull it up on a, uh, on a tab in your – if you're on Android, you just pull it up on a tab in your browser. All right, so it is free. It is free over there on Rockfin to sign up for a free account, and if you want – to get access to exclusive content, which we're going to soon have plenty of exclusive content over there. I'm even thinking about bringing back some like day in the life type stuff and making it exclusive to Rockfin. Ooh, Jessica likes that what? idea. Yeah, yeah, because I don't, that makes it to where, I mean, over on YouTube, look, half the people that come and comment on the YouTube t- channel, they just do it because they freaking hate me. So they just do it. They're just so mean on YouTube. No, but half the people that come here, come through and comment on the YouTube channel, they just hate me. They just hating, so uh, we're, we're thinking about putting up some more. I know you, a, lot of, a lot of you guys are asking about, hey, we miss the vlogs. We miss the like day in the life stuff. We want to see what you're doing on your farm over there. We want to see what you're doing on your homestead. And I'm like, man, I'm not putting that stuff up on YouTube. Like that's my life. That's that's our life. And that's not to share. But you know what? If it's behind a paywall, that kind of it does it does get rid of a lot of the uh, a lot of the jokers and the busters. So you guys, we're, we're thinking about doing some of that stuff. But also, we're gonna have exclusive content, exclusive interviews. Exclusive streams just over there on Rockfin, All right? So they do. There is the tipping feature over there, and then also if you want to upgrade to a subscription, right? You could sign up for free, and you can make a profile, right? And then you could f- make sure to follow our channel when you sign up. When you make your account there for free, all you need is an email. And you make sure to follow our channel, but then if you want to subscribe, yeah, you can subscribe, and that's going to give you access to exclusive content, which is coming down the line, and then exclusive content from other content creators so yeah that's what's up rockfin's legit rockfin's legit but if you do want to tip the best way to do it is still Streamlabs, of course right like you guys a lot of you guys probably and somebody was in the chat the other day saying do you have a Streamlabs?" i'm like man I'm, i plug with Streamlabs like every 30 minutes or so so yeah we got a Streamlabs. if you want to support the stream get your questions or comments read live there's the Streamlabs link remember this channel on youtube who knows how long it will last? YouTube does not allow us to really monetize much anything. They don't allow us to monetize much anything anymore. But over on Rockfin, uh, there's no ads. They do allow us to monetize. And, uh, and if you want to support, if you're watching on YouTube, please support. Please throw out some of them. Throw out some of them, uh, them Biden bucks or Trump bucks or whatever float around these days. Or your, some of them, some of them crypto, them, them cryptocurrencies that you, that the kids keep, uh, the kids are buying up, they're trading the, the Pokemon cryptocurrencies out there, but the, the cryptocurrency pogs and whatnot. What? Right Throw now. me some of them cryptocurrency pogs. Whoa! We got we got one. We got one supporter out here. Remember these guys uh, these streams you guys are not we're not sponsored by Bill Gates yet. We're working on that. We're not sponsored by Monsanto. We're not sponsored by uh, you know, Saudi royals, right? We're not sponsored by mysterious Saudi royals, sons of, uh, of mysterious Saudi princes who, uh, who own multi-billion dollar yachts, right? We're not, uh, we're not sponsored in like, like some YouTube channels, some of these vegan YouTube channels out there promoting plant-based diets. We're not 
sponsored by the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. We're not sponsored by Google, Ray Kurzweil, and transhumanist big DARPA money. Yeah, we're sponsored by you guys. And today, we're sponsored by Mick Ale. What's up, Mick Ale? Mick Ale sent five bucks as a Streamlabs. Thank you, Mick Ale. Says, you are the bravest trans vegan. Plants, thank you for your bravery. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And we got, and also we got a tip over there. There we go. We got the first tip. We got the a first. Uh, we got a tip on Rockfin. Thank you very much, John World. Tipping two dollars on Rockfin. Hannah B's over there in the Rockfin chat. His first time using Rockfin. I'm Joe Colonel. Real name is your mother. I don't even know. I don't know what to say. Joe Colonel Hannah B. Sounds like uh, that. Sounds good. All right, guys. Got the mod squad up in the chat. We got a great show. We have a really good show for you today. Today we're talking about transhumanism, yes? <laughs> using using the, 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 the 1920s voice. You must use your 1920s voices when you talk about transhumanism. Because the roots of transhumanism go back to the 1920s in Technocracy Inc. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. We got Forbes. Human 2.0 is coming faster than you think. This is from Ray Kurzweil. Feature with Ray Kurzweil in Forbes. We got Human 2.0. It's coming faster than you think. You want to find out? Will you evolve? Will you evolve? Oh, you want to find out? Will you evolve with the times? Will you evolve with the times? We're going to evolve, bro. We are evolving humanity 2.0. Humanity Plus, right? another uh, transhumanist group. Humanity Plus started by David Pierce. David Pierce. Today we're talking about the marriage, the alchemical marriage of big tech and big ag. And the big lies that are being sold. Right? The big lies that are being sold by big tech and big ag are not just lies that you know might... Uh, might confuse a lot of people. These aren't just lies that might make a lot of people uh, make a lot of people a little bit more lost. They might drive people into a little bit more poverty. They they are all those, right? They might they're not just lies. They're going to bring people uh, possible negative health consequences, autoimmune conditions for the rest of their lives. Like they're not they're not lies that just end there. Now, unfortunately, these lies are cosmic in scope. All right, so we're going we're gonna to scale up from the micro to the macro today. We're going from, from nano to giga, from nanotech to up in the clouds. Now we're scaling from the super small to the super big. And we're talking about why big tech and big ag are the same thing, always have been the same thing, always have served the same purpose. And why now? They're posing as saviors of the world who are going to bring us equality, right? <laughs> All these things that they've been trying to sell us as far as, uh, oh, efficiency, right? This is efficiency. This is free market. Now the same exact BS is being sold to us as equality. Oh, it's going to bring us equality. It's going to bring us happiness. Now, so here on this article on uh, Ray Kurzweil, Kurz, KurzweilAI.net. You see the uh, the image here, which looks like C-3PO's golden robo fingers, right on a on a computer mouse. But it kind of harkens the way that the finger is pointing out. It kind of harkens back to that that Renaissance art piece of what is it called? The, the creation of Adam, isn't that? Is that a um, who, who, whose piece is that? 
the creation of Adam. Let me look that up. Excuse me, bigots. I gotta, I gotta find this Renaissance art piece. Is that like who is that? Creation of Adam, Michelangelo. I was gonna say Rembrandt. Rembrandt. Michelangelo's The Creation of Adam. Right, the finger pointing. Right, this gay ass Renaissance art from Michelangelo. Um, <laughs> these little fat, portulent little angels here, so called angels in this like giant, fleshy womb, and uh, you have God the Father being depicted, which is <laughs> really, I mean, it's just, it's, I know this is, oh, this is the great, great Western art, right? This is Western art, it's so beautiful. This Western art is so great. No. No, so here you go. You got you got the finger pointing out, pointing out into the void. Alright, so here we go. Ray Kurzweil, futurist, inventor, and best selling author, said our technology, our machines, is part of our humanity. We created them to extend ourselves, and that is what is unique about human beings. In the past few years, there's been considerable discussion that we're slowly merging with our technology. The humans are becoming transhuman with updated abilities, including enhanced intelligence, strength, and awareness. And so it's going to, technology is promising to bring us great enhancements, right? It's going to make us better. It's not just going to make us better, it's going to rewrite humanity. It's going to make us more human than human. And considering Kurzweil's words is a good place to begin his talks. It's no secret that Google has transhumanist aspirations. In 2011, author Stephen Levy made this bold statement about Google in his book, In the Plex. Quote, from the very start, Google's founders saw the company as a vehicle to realize the dream of artificial intelligence in augmenting humanity. Augmenting humanity. Right? Now, this, this uh, augmented reality is a term that's been made very popular over the last few years augmenting humanity, augmented reality. What is this? Where does this come from? Why would we want to augment humanity? All right, well, in the transhumanist worldview, some of the basic assumptions are that humanity is just a product of evolution. That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. Humanity is just a product of evolution just the, uh, this um, eternal flux, right? Just everything is always in flux. We're just atoms bouncing about, uh, bouncing about in a cold, determined universe through this process of evolution. Right? Where lower forms and the transmutation of species results in higher forms of intelligence, more complexity. And so, of course, in this worldview... Guess who's the peak of evolution? Yeah, guess who's at the, the tip of the spear of evolution? Well, it's the transhumanists. Right? It's the transhumanists who now see it as their responsibility not only to augment the world around them, right? to ban the world according to their own will, but to actually augment themselves and augment humanity itself. To change humankind. Change humankind into something better. Right, because they believe that we came from rocks. We are highly evolved, inanimate rocks. Right? In, the, in the evolutionary worldview, 
inanimate rocks became animate. And then through this process of evolution, right, through random mutation, random mutation and natural selection of environmental change, determining which organisms will pass on their genetics into the future, (laughs) this has resulted in eventually us emerging out of the cosmic pond scum, right? Walking out of the cosmic pond scum and of course the, uh, you know, the, the Anglo-American establishment being the peak of evolution of culture, right? So if organisms are going through an evolutionary process, then also, also cultures go through an evolutionary process. Not only cultures, but belief systems. And belief systems are this evolving thing, right? Truth, truth in and of itself. Truth itself is evolving, is ever-changing, is in constant flux. So the evolutionary worldview justifies those who understand this, right? Those enlightened ones, right? This post-enlightenment philosophy of evolution. The enlightened ones have the responsibility and the ability to take control, to take the reins of evolution and steer it. Now, this is what transhumanism, uh, transhumanism, the ideas of transhumanism are all about, right? Now, that's a very quick summary. All right, we're going to delve deeper into this. We're going to delve deeper into the history of transhumanism, where this is going, why big tech and big ag are so keen on controlling our food supply. All right, not just our food supply, but everything from weather right, to human movement. Now, this obsession with controlling, taking control of all the natural processes of life through technological means, right, through, technolo- through technology actually merging with humanity to create this hybrid being of both silicon and carbon, right? Carbon-based life melding with this new silicon-based life form. They believe that we're going to create something transcendent. Right, so instead of as uh, in the Christian worldview, right, as uh, as Orthodox Christians, what we believe is that we are not, you know, cosmic pond scum, this uh, inanimate goo, right? Uh, that 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 lightning. You see this article that was floating around Twitter the other day. Oh, lightning may have created the conditions for life to begin. Right, lightning could have struck water, and then there could have been some dirt and some mud, and lightning struck that mud, and that created the ability for life to evolve. <laughs> that created the first living organism that could have brought inanimate rocks into animate organic life. <laughs> it's just, it's insanity. So, we don't believe that we are just cosmic pond scum struck by the lightning bolts of the void that then created animate life that crawled out of the sludge and then evolved itself through the will to power through the transmutation of species and became rats and sloths and pigs and monkeys and then humans which are just semi-advanced monkeys that have slightly better tools than normal monkeys right we don't believe that we believe that instead of this linear evolutionary worldview where we started out as nothing that evolved into something somehow, which is never explained. And then uh, 
you know, inanimate matter, insert miracle here, becomes animate life. Now, and then insert miracle here, transmutation of species, no transition species fossils, which should be all over the place, yeah? And through billions and billions and billions of years, we don't believe this nonsense. Right? We believe that we came, that we were made in the image and likeness of God. Right? And we live in a world that's fallen, right? coming from a very different worldview from the evolutionists. And we don't believe that we are the most advanced, highly evolved beings. In fact, we believe that we come from a much higher state that we fell from. Right, that we've actually fallen. That we're creating the image and likeness of God. And through our actions, through the actions of our ancestors, rather, there occurred a fall. And we can't interpret history, anthropology, geology without having proper theology, without having a proper anthropology. Right, so we believe that we are fallen. Not that we crawled out of the cosmic sludge and evolved into big pink monkeys and then that we're going to just take control of evolution and become gods ourselves become gods by our own will no we believe that we are fallen that we come from a much higher state that we came from a state of incorruptibility into a state of corruptibility right death not being natural Right, the evolutionary worldview, death is just natural. It's a part of the natural order of things. Therefore, we should take control, take the reins of death. Uh, Sadhguru says, we have taken control of life. And we, must also, we have taken life into our hands. We must also take death into our hands. We must also take death into our hands. And so the transhumanist worldview, we're taking life into our hands taking responsibility for augmenting and changing all of reality in order to create paradise here on earth, in order to create the garden of earthly delights. Yeah? Which is like an inverted theology. Right? No, we're, we're not coming from a state of incorruptibility, falling into a state of corruptibility and death, death coming into the world. No, Death is natural in the evolutionary worldview. The survival of the fittest. Right? And how do we know who's the fittest? Well, it's who survives, of course. Whoever survives is the fittest because they survive. So if you kill off everybody, keep your harem of highly, <laughs> of highly attractive females, then, then, you... Win evolution, you are the top evolutionary monkey and you can take the reins of evolution and you could become a god. And so we believe that we fell from a state of communion with God. Right? That we put off the image and likeness of God and worshipped lesser gods. Now the, the transhumanists believe that there is no God, that we're going to become God, that we are evolving to become God, but there is no God. There is no God, but we're going to become gods. Yeah, so, some key differences there in the worldview. Anyways, Ray Kurzweil, one of the major, I plan on going on that rant, 
Uh, Ray Kurzweil, one of the major proponents of transhumanism. Did you guys hear that rain? The climate. The freaking climate changed. During this stream, the climate changed. And you guys, you guys are just keeping having babies. You guys keep eating meat. You guys refuse to upload your consciousness into the cloud. But, you know what? We, we do have some, we got some bigots over there on, uh, on Rockfin, like John World. John World tipped five bucks. What's up, John World? John World getting the, getting the tip train going, make sure the tip button is working over there. So yeah, I think on Rockfin, there's a $2 tip. There's two, five, 10, 20, 50, and 100. That's what you're able to tip over there. So it's, it's pretty cool. The tip feature is pretty cool over there. Um, and it works. He tested it out and it works. But we got to make sure, we got to make sure that the tip function works in Streamlabs, yeah? So if you guys want to support the stream, y'all want to support the stream, Streamlabs is the best way. And if you send enough uh, tips through Streamlabs, the climate will stop changing, and you won't have to hear that beautiful rain sound. That beautiful rain sound. The climate is never supposed to change. <laughs> climate is changing. The science says climate is changing. Don't worry, guys. If you just pay more taxes, then the climate will stop changing. We got Bear Roots Farm. What's up, Bear Roots Farm? Guys. What? If you want to be the big man, the big daddy. If you want to be the big man, Beirut's Farm. What's going on? What's going on, Beirut's Farm? It's good to see you here. Beirut's Farm donating big old fat fifty bucks. Big old fat fifty dollars. We got we got crypto. The crypto dollars is creeping in here. The uh, the crypto crumbs are getting passed on from the, the youngsters out there with their the crypto pogs that they be trading. Thank you very much, Beirut's Farm. Top donor of the night, top sponsor so far, says, here, get your crypto. Beirut's Farmer donated another 15 bucks. says, have you ever been to Mount St. Michelle? It's gorgeous. Look it up. If you have time, that is. Glad I caught the stream. Beirut's Farmer, that's so cool. Thank you so much. Beirut's Farmer also donated another five bucks. says, Woman Hold Up Half the Sky is a good book. Woman Hold Up Half the Sky. I never heard of that book. I'm going to just copy that and put it over here. And I'll have to look that book up a little bit later. Women hold up, women hold up half the sky. Thank you very much. Let me look up that Mount Saint Michelle. Just while we're over here, let you uh, Mount Saint Michelle. Mount Saint Michelle. Ah, oh, look at that the castle over in Normandy. Yeah, that's incredible. But you guys, climate... If cli if you guys don't send more donations, climate change is going to get rid of this, right? Look at this. Look at these idiots. They didn't even realize that climate change was going to destroy this when they built this beautiful... What do you even call this? Is it a monastery? That's incredible. Alright, so... Thank you very much, Bear Roots Farmer. But it looks, it looks very, it looks daunting. If you guys keep burning your dinosaur bones in your cars, if you, if you don't stop burning them dinosaur bones, you guys will, man, you guys are going to drown that, that poor, beautiful, historic spot. That's probably a, a UN heritage site, right? <laughs> UN heritage site. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Alright, so yeah, Humanity 2.0. Human 2.0 is coming faster than you think. Will you evolve with the times? Alright, so the times are evolving. Your worldview has to evolve, they tell you. We have to get rid of the old shackles of the limitations 
that have held us back. We have to get rid of we have to get rid of pesky things like religion and the family. All right? We got to get and when they say religion, they mean one religion. They mean Christianity. They don't mean <laughs> they don't mean uh, perennialism. They don't mean scientism. They don't mean Islam. They don't mean Judaism. When they say we got to get rid of religion, religion is getting in the way of our evolution. They mean Christianity. <laughs> so, here we go. Make sure I've got... We're going to be pulling from several sources today. We're going to be talking a little bit about some of these uh, some of these top transhumanist thinkers. You've got, first of all, Ben Goetzel. We're going to do a deeper dive on Ben Goetzel. I'm currently... I've been reading this book off and on for a while now. I haven't finished it yet. A Cosmist Manifesto. <laughs> Get it? Like Communist Manifesto? A Cosmist Manifesto. <laughs> oh! A Cosmist Manifesto, Practical Philosophy for the Post-Human Age by Ben Goetzel. Right, ben Goetzel, who is major transhumanist figure, works closely with a lot of intelligence agencies, uh, but also uh, the creator of so-called Sophia the Robot. Sophia the Robot, who was given, this is a big development, was given, I think it was 2017, was actually given citizenship in Saudi Arabia. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about Saudi Arabia a little bit today as well. Yeah, citizenship in Saudi Arabia. How crazy is that? Yeah, we're also gonna be talking a little bit about Lord Birkenhead. Lord Birkenhead. We've been talking about Lord Birkenhead for a few years here now. Lord Birkenhead. This is one of my favorite examples of a transhumanist worldview, a technocratic mind state. Lord Birkenhead. Yeah, this guy best friends with Winston Churchill. He was a drunken aristocrat, British lord, called himself Lord Birkenhead. Lord Birkenhead, the Earl of Birkenhead. He was one of the foremost statesmen of England. He was writing in 1929. This is from Cosmopolitan Magazine, Hearst International, Cosmopolitan Magazine, February 1929. February 1929, yeah? How the world is going to look 100 years from now. Yeah, it's called Save This for Your Children's Children. It is a forecast of what this world will be 100 years from now. So we're going to talk a little bit about this one. As we kind of move through the procession of ideas here, we want to thank John's world over there, though, for that tip on um, the tip over here on Rockfin. And remember, you guys, we're simulcasting to Rockfin. We're going to be moving a big chunk of future content over here Rockfin where we are not censored where we don't get BS fake copyright strikes like on YouTube and where we can talk about what we want so we're trying to get more people to go over there make a free account on Rockfin and make sure make sure to follow our to follow our content over there make a free account on Rockfin and we're going to be doing some exclusive stuff over there if you want to upgrade if you want to upgrade to a subscription, yeah, then you can get access to future premium content that we'll be putting out there on Rockfin. So there's a link there, simulcasting on both of them. Pull a, pull a tab up on Rockfin, check it out. All right, it's actually just as smooth as YouTube, and they have their own tipping feature too. All right, here we go. Humanity 2.0, humans, human 
So naturally it makes sense Google would bring on Kurzweil to be its director of engineering in 2012, right? Now this is after the quote, quote, from the very start, its founders saw Google as a vehicle to realize a dream of artificial intelligence augmenting humanity. Right? The biggest corporation in the world, massive amount of seed money from DARPA, most of their money coming from military contracts, Google is now, well, always has been about augmenting humanity, not just augmenting the way you see the world, not just augmenting the way you search for information, but also augmenting you physically. And so for years, Kurzweil has been pushing the cultural conversation toward the idea of human transcendence with, with thought-provoking books. The age of spiritual machines and the singularity is near when humans transcend biology. So it's this, it's this crazy, it's, it's a very schizophrenic worldview, right? For, it starts out pure materialism, right? Pragmatism, materialism, you're all just highly evolved monkeys. You're just a highly evolved monkey. If you don't stop burning dinosaur bones, you're going to kill mommy earth. <laughs> it starts off as fake scientism but then ends with spiritual machines and transcending biology, right? So this, the, the Gnostic idea, remember the early Gnostics believed that uh, matter itself was, was evil. Matter itself was evil created by the Demiurge and that God was a, ma a big, bad, mean God. But the serpent, the serpent that threw enticing Eve and Adam, enticing the first men to eat of the, knowledge, uh, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And through that enticing, the serpent liberated man from the evil, mean God. You want to find out? Find out. Ooh. Find out. We got, we got, the, we got a Gnostic, Gnostic popping in. Pissed off Gnostics popping in. Yeah, so now we, we, go from, we go from there is nothing beyond the physical Right, materialistic worldview to the age of spiritual machines and the singularity is near when humans transcend biology. Right now, this is this isn't a surprise. It's not a surprise at all. Right now, this is always how it is. Right? Human beings are not just physical creatures. Human beings are connected to deeper, more transcendent realities. We do have connections with with realms beyond just the physical. You know, so any, any materialistic philosophy is always going to end with magical thinking. It's always going to end up completely not material, completely immaterial. <laughs> the age of spiritual machines and the singularity is near when humans transcend biology. Although Kurzweil has gained much notoriety for proposing provocative ideas in the latter book, such as the singularity will represent the culmination of the merger of our biological thinking and existence with our technology, resulting in a world that is still human, but that transcends our biological roots. The term singularity originated in a 1993 essay, The Coming Technological Singularity, by science fiction author and professor Werner Vinge. To truly grasp the significance of Vinge's thinking, its importance... To realize where we were as a society in the early 90s. Back then, the invention of smartphones and social media platforms were years away. The internet, the internet itself, now so vital to all aspects of our life, communication, commerce, and entertainment, was in its infancy. Yet here was Vinge boldly proclaiming 
Within 30 years, we will have the technological means to create superhuman intelligence. Shortly after, the human era will be ended. Will be ended. Yeah, so how did he know? How does Kurzweil know? Kurzweil is always working with DARPA. Google, created with DARPA seed money. Remember, the internet comes from ARPANET. The internet came out of the military. The internet came out of the cybernetics movement. Cybernetics coming out of World War II. Now, Silicon Valley itself used to be called Microwave Valley. It used to be called <laughs> Microwave Valley. It was, it was radar. Now, it was the radar movement, the massive global communications networks that were set up for the war effort, right? Oh, to keep you safe, of course, right? Now, the new next-generation telecommunications, uh, telecommunications and weapon systems are being set up as we speak, right, are being set up now for the fourth industrial revolution, as they call it. Yeah, ARPANET coming out of coming out of the uh, out of DARPA. <clears throat> ARPANET coming out of the cybernetics movement, which ended up leading to the MK Ultra experiments, right? This idea of human machine interfaces and controlling the human organism through behaviorist methods, through interfaces with networks, ultimately creating kind of hive mind networks. These are all ideas. These are old ideas. These are not new ideas. Now, if you want to understand a little bit more, go deep into the history. There's a four-hour documentary from Truthstream Media called The Minds of Men. Right? Shout out to Truthstream Media. They did that great documentary a few years ago called The Minds of Men. Check that one out. Great history on... DARPA on shoot MK Ultra and its connection with cybernetics. And that gives you the background and the scaffolding, the history of the scaffolding and the background through which all these ideas that are presented in this uh, the talk of the singularity, transhumanism, gives you kind of the uh, the the nexus point of where this really catapulted into mainstream and how we got to where we are now. All right, so here we go. I got, I got a couple super chats here to read, though. Thank you, guys. Thank you, especially Bear Roots Farmers. Thank you very much, Bear Roots Farmer. Um, another nice, generous $5 super chat says, uh, It's a prison, and monks and nuns live there silent. Until World War II, when one monk said, Close to the gates, it's surrounded by quicksand. Now the bridge. Now she's talking about that saint. Was it uh, Mont Saint-Michel? Says, uh, Until World War II... When one monk said, close to the gates, it's surrounded by quicksand. Now the bridge, wait, now the, let's see if I can't read the whole, there it goes. Now there's a bridge, but before they had to wait for low tide and a guide and prisoners moved zip lines for supplies. That's crazy. Even their prisons were prettier back then. When was it built? Thank you, Bear Roots Farmer, for the, uh, for the explanation there. Uh, Arbabados, what's up, Arbabados? Says, combo of Biden bucks and crypto. How about that? There you go. That's awesome, man. You guys keep making them crypto gains, the, the crypto moonshots, because we know some of those end up trickling over. Some of you guys getting tr crypto rich out there, throw some crumbs our way. Thank you very much. Aaron, Burno, Aaron Burrows. Aaron, what's up, dude? Thank you so much for that. Aaron Burrows threw 10 bucks through the, uh, through the Super Chat on Streamlabs. I appreciate that. And of course, uh, the big shout out to everybody watching on Rockfin right now, the homies who were tipping on Rockfin. Two tips over there from John World. John World says, F YouTube. And I agree. I agree, F YouTube. 
F U YouTube. All right, we got the shout out to the mod squad up there in the chat. Big shout out to the mod squad in the chat. Rat Splatigans in the chat. Leona, Crispy Johnson, Mantis, Toboggan, Leona J, Josh Arno, Bearroots Farmer. All you guys. What's up, everybody? Okay, so back to this. Uh, Back to this article here. So, isn't it interesting, right? The, the, these Gnostics who, you know, they worship knowledge, right? Through through our knowledge, through our will, we're going to create utopia. We're going to recreate Eden here. We're going to storm Eden. Now, we're going to storm paradise. Storming Eden, right? Wasn't that a book by some psychonaut? That was also, they, they used that in um, uh, the Blade Runner 2049 film, which is... Blade Runner 2049, Jared Leto's character talks about, we're going to create a new nine, right? A new, the nine, nine uh, ranks of angels, and we're going to storm Eden. We're going to storm Eden. And we're going to recreate paradise by our will. Right? It's not, not thine will be done, thy kingdom come. It's inverted. It's, it's my will be done. Right? It, it's the universe should bend to my will. It's I'm the center of the universe, and everything depends on me. It's this, it's this completely insane, narcissistic, Gnostic, technocratic mind state that drives this. Just consider, this is the article back on Forbes, just consider, here we are, a little shy of 30 years from Vinge's prediction, and the reality of transhumanism has not just caught on with the general public as a distinct possibility. It has become a living, breathing reality. Recently, Michael Ashley my co-author of the upcoming book, Uber Yourself Before You Get Kodak, a modern primer on AI for the modern business, and I sought to tap into the cultural zeitgeist on this subject by interviewing Ben Gertzel. Gertzel is just the right person to speak about human potential, right? This, this other idea, human potential. All right, so human potential, this is talked about, you know, we spoke in the last two streams about the changing images of man, right? The changing images of man. Stanford Research Institute, SRI, published this, with New Age author and guru Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell talking about the hero's journey. Anybody who's uh, hung out with uh, you know, all, these, all these hippies, they love the hero's journey. I'm just on my hero's journey, dude. I'm on my hero's journey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save the universe. I'm going to save the world. I'm the center of the universe, man. The whole universe depends on me, my perception. It's all about me. I'm God, bro. You're God. I'm God. We're all God. We're all on our hero's journey. And we all have to be the hero in our own journey. Now, Joseph Campbell helped write this book, Stanford Research Institute's Changing Images of Man. And they talk about the importance of the human potential movement. right? And they talk about also using the inevitable, leveraging the inevitable drive for people for spirituality, for religion, for truth, right? For truth that goes beyond just the physical because they understood. The social engineers understand that man is not satisfied. Man cannot live by bread alone. Man isn't satisfied with material goods, with just material goods. It doesn't satiate man because in our worldview, right? Not in the worldview of the technocrats, but in our worldview, that's not our heritage. Our heritage is not simply mammon, right? We came... From a higher state. We fell. The world has fallen. The world is not 
coming from some fallen state, rising up from nothing to something to become greater and greater and greater through this uh, alchemical perfection, uh, moving towards this eschatological age of the singularity, right? The, uh, what, what McKenna called, what Terrence McKenna called the transcendental object at the end of all history. We don't believe that. We fell. Right? We came out of perfection. We came out of, cor- of incorruptibility into corruptibility through our own will. And we have to line up our will with the will of God in order to achieve theosis. Now, they believe in this apotheosis of man, right? Which is this kind of like Masonic, alchemical process of the perfection of man and the perfection of humanity. Humanity with like a capital H, right? Humankind being this giant meta-organism that's going to be perfected through the will, through gnosis, through knowledge, through secret knowledge, knowledge of the secrets of the universe, Right? Through, through buying into the lies. Right? The same lies that the serpent sold us. The same lies that the serpent's always selling us. Right? So it's not, and it's not, you know, you, we can't blame anybody in the past for this, right? Because we're all, we're all culpable in still buying in the serpent's lies. So Van Goertzel, Van Goertzel, chairman of the Artificial General Intelligence Society and the Open Cog Foundation, along with David Hansen of Hansen Robotics, Goertzel co-created Sophia, the first robot to gain national citizenship. So again, the Gnostic worldview, Sophia, wisdom. The Gnostics believe in Gaia, Sophia. Now, they're going to create Sophia. They're going to create their own godhood. And they justify it with funny things. Oh, if you take my glasses away, I become heavily impaired. I can't participate in the world. Grutzel also points to... It's like, oh, because I wear glasses, man, I'm already a cyborg, dude. It's like if you use shoes, you're already a cyborg, bro. You already use technology, so you might as well let the government just put a brain chip in you. You just totally get, become like a god, dude. You just like raise yourself up to the level of godhood through through your Neuralink, bro. Because you already use a smartphone, so you might as well put nanobots in your blood, dude. Yeah. <laughs> ben Gertzel. So here's another, another ex-former Google engineer. Deus Ex Machina. Former Google engineer is developing an AI god. This was on The Guardian. Way to the Future, a religious group founded by Anthony Lewandowski wants to create a deity based on artificial intelligence for the betterment of society. So there is no God, bro. And you're all God, bro. Uh-oh. We froze for a minute. Come back. All right, we're coming back. We're back. Let me make sure we're still going on Rockfin. YouTube's good. I'm back. Just make sure. Make sure we're good here. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. We'll be back. All right. 
sorry, little little blip in the uh, little glitch there on the internet. But come back in here. Make sure to get the stream rebooted up here on Rockfin. I think we're live on YouTube though, right? Are we back on YouTube? Yeah, we're good on YouTube. Sorry for the buffering, nerds. Oh, you nerds and bigots in the chat. Sorry for the buffering. My, my nerd skills are... I caught it. I caught that. There we go. Yeah, the live stream is not ended. Sorry about that. Gregory Campbell. We got a bunch of people over here on Rockfin. That's cool. Rockfin is growing. Each night, the Rockfin audience is getting a little bit bigger. We're back on YouTube. Here we go. We just we're simulcasting on Rockfin, guys. Pull pull a tab up there. Check it out. Gregory Campbell, thank you very much for the support. Gregory Campbell, tip five bucks on Rockfin. Says, can you recommend any resources for homeschooling and making your own biofuel for vehicles? Oligarchs don't want us moving about and seek to indoctrinate with toxic, trainee junk, and LGBT nonsense. Yeah, man. Yeah, dur, dur, dur. You're right. You're right. The, uh, the, the coming transition, as they call it, right? Away from what they've labeled fossil fuels, right? You can stop burning the dinosaur bones. Now, all right, making biofuel, I have no idea about that, man. I have no idea about that. Look, to be honest, where we live, where I live right here, um, if we were suddenly completely unable to access any fuel or electricity, right? It would be quite difficult. It would be a harsh transition, right? So we got some freezers running that have, you know, a lot of you know, our fresh food is in freezers. Um, we've got you know, electric fencing that we use for the animals for uh, rotational grazing for, we call it uh, regenerative grazing. Yeah, so we've got, we are dependent. We are dependent on the grid, man. So we, uh, we don't make biofuels, but you can look up the recipe for jankum. <laughs> can you burn jankum? Can you burn jankum in a, in a motor? I mean, look, to make biofuels too, it's like if, you're, if you have a truck, like we live up in the middle of the mountains and you need kind of a four-wheel drive vehicle to live up here. I mean, if we were to make our own biofuel, we would need so much. We would need so much of it. We'd need an obscene amount. So yeah, I, I don't. But thank you for thank you for reminding me of my own inability. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd love to be able to, you know, produce my own fuel. But my truck, I got a three fifty with heads and headers, um, a big old V eight, and there's no. I mean, I would need I would need like thousand hectares of corn to make <laughs> to make enough so called biofuel for that. Um, so yeah, I'm not an expert at all in that. In that, so uh, let's see. You got another question. The other question was resources for homeschooling. That's a good question. All right, so we do we we share a lot of resources for homeschooling uh, in our members forum. As we we're always coming upon new stuff for homeschooling, and we're always changing it up. So Jessica is constantly posting. Well, not constantly, but when she comes upon new stuff, she posts it in our members forum. Which I'll put a link if you go to if you want to become a member. Let me just make sure. There you go. If you want to become a member, you can check out that section of the site. And 
copy this. Come over here to Rockfin. So yeah, I have to send you over there. That's the best place for resources for that that we've got. And of course, you know, I mean, we are not we aren't the foremost experts on homeschooling. We got two children. We have an eight-year-old. She'll be nine in May, and then we got a four-year-old. He's four and a half. That's what we're working with. So anything beyond, uh, you know, fourth grade level stuff, we haven't touched it yet. Yeah, but you know, the basics, right? The trivium style education is what we prefer to use, and that's a good place to find some resources there. So there you go. Thank you for that. I'll put this in the YouTube chat as well. If you guys want to become a member, primaledgehealth.com slash membership, you can click on this link. Where is it? You can click on this link. And there's a link in the description if you're looking at it later on if you're not watching the chat. All right. It's raining again. You guys hear that? The climate's changing. The climate is a-changing. And the, the, uh, you bigots... You bigots refuse to pay enough taxes. You guys are trying to burn your biofuels. Having children, having children to homeschool. <sighs> Just making that climate change. So thank you very much, Gregory Campbell. I appreciate that. And we're good on Rockfin now. All right. All right, so yeah, back to uh, Deus Ex Machina. Former Google engineer is developing an AI god. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, it's not, it's, I'm not just making this up. These people legitimately think that they're going to make their own gods. There is no god, but we're going to make our own god. Intranet service? Check. Autonomous motorcycle? Check. Driverless car technology? Check. Obviously, the next logical project for a successful Silicon Valley engineer is to set up an AI-worshipping religious organization. <laughs> this is on, uh, again, this is on The Guardian. Anthony Lewandowski, who's at the center for, of a legal battle between uh, Uber and Google's Waymo, has established a nonprofit religious corporation called Way of the Future, according to state filings first uncovered by Wired's back channel. Way of the Future's starting mi startling mission is, quote, to develop and promote the realization of a godhead based on artificial intelligence and through understanding and worship of the godhead contribute to the betterment of society. All right, so, again, scientism is a religion. These people believe that they're going to augment humanity, make it better, right? Eric Schmidt, advances in AI will make every human better. It's from businessinsider.com, 2016. Eric Schmidt, the chairman of Alphabet, Google's parent company, believes that breakthroughs in artificial intelligence will make every human on the planet better in some way. Speaking in South Korea on Tuesday, Schmidt said, quote, Advances in artificial intelligence and machine learning will make each and every other human being in the entire world smarter, more capable, better human beings. So who defines what better is? Oh, Eric Schmidt and Google, of course. <laughs> they know what's best for us. The Google sister company, Verily, teaming up with Big Pharma on clinical trials, right? So we've got Big Tech wants to make us better. Now moving into pharmaceuticals. Yeah, this is a few years ago, too. Verily is moving into the clinical trial market. Pharma companies are looking to work with Verily, which is part of the alphabet umbrella, as they try to find ways to modernize their clinical trials and speed up the time it takes to bring a new drug to market. So more data, more information. 
more control. Yeah, so you got Bill Gates, of course, at the tip of the spear of big tech. Yeah, big tech, big pharma, Bill Gates, big pharma, big tech to big farmer. Yeah, it's got the real reason why Bill Gates is now the U.S.'s biggest farmland owner. New York Post. Bill Gates, biggest owner of farmland. Bill and Melinda Gates are big believers in sustainable farming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is all. These are press releases, right? It's the richest man in the world here, Bill Gates. Bill and Melinda Gates. This is a quote from the New York Post. Bill and Melinda Gates are big believers in sustainable farming. Now Gates is the country's biggest owner of farmland, a smart investment that could also spur a national agricultural revolution. And when they say sustainable farming, they don't mean organic. Guess what they mean? They mean Monsanto, right? Big, Bill Gates is the biggest investor in Monsanto. In 2010, he owned like 500,000 shares of Monsanto. But yeah, Bill Gates is really into sustainable farming. Huh? Huh? So Bill Gates, big tech guy. Also, we all know, big pharma guy, and now a big farmer guy. So how Bill Gates back startup plans to save farming with AI. So that's gonna be that's sustainable farming, right? AI. AI monocrops, patented GMO seeds, genetically modifying crops. When you read about AI in this newsletter, you usually don't bat in his newsletter. Wait, in this newsletter, you usually don't bat an eye. AI is artificial intelligence, that decades-old discipline in the field of computer science that's finally showing some real promise lately. So the idea of AI is another one of these big lies. Now, what is AI? They're telling you AI is basically conscious technology, right? They're trying to get you to like worship this. They're telling you that the AI is conscious. AI is going to become self-aware. It's smarter than us. Right? AI are computer programs. AI are man-made algorithms. Right? Binary code. AI are binary code, are computer algorithm tasks programmed by human beings. Right Now, at a large scale, of course, AI can have huge effects. Right? Through cybernetics through influencing human behavior. Right now, AI being used in social media, for example, for censorship or for connecting people with certain worldviews or for attacking people with certain worldviews can be very powerful. But it's not this conscious being. Right? But that's what they want you to think. They want you to give life to it. It's like this golem. It's like the idea of the golem. This alchemical being created through all of our consciousness, simply believing in it. Right, but they're telling you, no, the, the, these computer algorithms and technocratic control grids, those are artificial intelligence and they're alive. They're real. They're alive, bro. Bill Gates wants Western countries to eat synthetic meat. Meatables has raised $47 million to make it. All right, so Bill Gates buying up all the farmland. Big tech. Big ag. Big pharma. 
coming together. And Kate's Foundation's ties with Monsanto, long-standing ties with Monsanto, are well known. And that activists have been upset about this for a long time. But of course, the New York Post is going to say, Bill Gates is a big believer in sustainable farming. Right? Well, that's, if you go to Monsanto's website, they say that they're all about sustainable development. Monsanto is all about sustainability. So you got big tech meets big pharma meets big farmer. Now we've had we've had a huge change in the way that food is distributed and produced in the Western world since the 1970s. Well, since before that. I mean, you look at World War II and what happened in World War II. And the continuing of the war machine resulting in big ag, big agriculture tied in with the war effort. And the war effort could never end, right? World War II, this uh, consolidation of the economy under public-private partnerships, they called it. You had the Soviet model also, just total collectivization, they called it. They called it collectivization. But it was basically the state, the Bolshevik state, taking all the land, forcing people into submission to do what the state wants them to do. All land owned by the state, all production controlled by the state. Now we have big tech creating these big tech billionaires like Bill Gates, kind of the heir of the, uh, he's like the, the spiritual son of Rockefeller, right? Bill Gates, just like Rockefeller, rebranding himself from monopoly capitalist, right? From ruthless, psychopathic monopoly capitalist to philanthropist. And using his philanthropic organization, his NGO, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, to funnel money into his investments, which are then going to give him huge return on his investments. And so these people have found a way to completely sidestep government regulation, monopoly laws, antitrust laws, and create a system of basically legal money laundering through these NGOs. Bill Gates influencing total lockdown of all of society, right? destruction of Main Street, destruction of small businesses, the destruction of family farms has been a long implosion, right? The destruction of the family farms has happened over a long period of time, but the Rockefellers had a huge hand in that. Okay, if you want to learn a little bit of... Let me grab this book. If you want to learn a little bit more about how big ag came to be, right? How big tech and how the government, how government policy brought about big ag. This book, Seeds of Destruction, The Hidden Agenda of Genetic Manipulation by F. William Engdahl, is a must read, right? Seeds of Destruction. Right? Rockefeller and Harvard essentially invented U.S. agribusiness. Remember, Harvard is kind of a Rockefeller gig. You've got the, uh, the David Rockefeller Library there, the David Rockefeller Center for Latin American Studies, 
Latin America being kind of the breadbasket of the Americas. And an endless supply of cheap labor available in Latin America. Uh, these loans, these IMF loans, predatory Bretton Woods monetary establishment destroying these economies, imploding these economies systematically in this cycle of schemes to extract wealth from these nations, right? So Rockefeller and Harvard invented U.S. agribusiness. U.S. agribusiness was an invention of the monopoly capitalists, invention of the Rockefeller Foundation. You wouldn't have had the so-called Green Revolution if it weren't for the Rockefeller Foundation, yeah? The Rockefeller Foundation put a huge influx, millions of dollars, into promoting the so-called Green Revolution, right? These uh, specific rice strains, or the golden rice, and they promise, oh, look at this, this rice strain, the golden rice is going to have very high vitamin A, and we're going to stop world hunger with our special seeds. And it never plays out. And then came upon... Uh, then then the, uh, the Green Revolution turned into the Gene Revolution, patenting life, patenting life itself. Big ag, big pharma. Remember, now they're coming together, big pharma and big ag. Bayer purchasing Monsanto. Bayer Pharmaceutical, the predecessor or the, um, uh, the, the afterbirth of IG Farben. International pharmaceutical cartel responsible for all sorts of insane war crimes. Purchasing Monsanto for $66 billion in, what was it, 2016 or 17? Maybe it was even before that. The time goes by so quickly, doesn't it? All right, so big ag was the result of huge influxes of money from the Rockefeller Foundation going through universities and creating this global agriculture system that would monopolize seed supplies, monopolize the food supply. Henry Kissinger said that food was a weapon of warfare. Right? Control over the food supply being a powerful weapon of warfare in the eyes of Henry Kissinger, who also is very close friends with Klaus Schwab. Right? Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> That's racism, man. There's nothing, there's nothing funny about that. Nothing funny about that. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the U.S. agribusiness model coming out of Rockefeller Foundation, the GMO revolution, and global food production was instrumental in destroying the small family farm and creating a monopoly system over the seeds. Now that monopolization of the seed supply of the food supply, it's been a long time coming. It's been several decades in the making. And now we're seeing the kind of uh, the last phase of it almost it seems right like the last consolidation is happening now bill gates shutting down main street destroying family farms for for the virus right well, we're going to save you from the virus we got to shut everything down we got to shut down small businesses bill gates in this time buying up 
a majority of the farmland in the United States, becoming the biggest owner of farmland in the United States. Bezos-backed vegan milk startup in Chile eyes unicorn status, not co. Says 2021 sales to increase fourfold, volumes fivefold, startup rides, popularity of $35 billion alt protein market, right? So you've got alt milk, alt meats. All this stuff based on, guess what? Soy, corn, oats, monocrops, right? Now, this is a Chilean startup. Jeff Bezos, heavily investing in this one. Now, the alternative milk market is now emerging. They've already had their alternative meat market pumped up by Bill Gates, pumped up by investors like KBW Ventures, Saudi Royal Prince Khalid. And now we've got... Now we've got the fake milk. Right, now, how does this tie into transhumanism? And we talked about last time, we talked about this idea of lab-grown babies. The idea of lab-grown... It sounds crazy, right? Lab-grown babies? And the Lord Birkenhead wrote about this 100 years ago. He said, in the future... He said 100 years in the future... All the babies are going to be born in labs, and the state's going to control breeding. The state's going to control the food supply. The state will ration food to the plebs and control all human breeding. Yeah, now we've got artificial wombs, fake breast milk, fake meat, and completely lab-grown meals. Could this be the lab-made dinner party of our future? A slew of startups are engineering faux meats, eggs, and dairy products that conjure a time when we move from farm to table to lab to table. New York Times, right? Of course, New York Times. And they show all this real food. There's no way, like none of that's a lab, none of that's lab-grown food. (laughs) I spend nearly as much time talking about how I want to stop eating meat as I do eating it, says Joel Stein. I care about animals and the environment, and even more, virtue signaling about how much I care about animals and the environment. I just don't want to make any effort to sacrifice any pleasure. This is such a LARP article. Come on. (laughs) This is this. You think this is how he really feels? No. This is this is gaslighting you. This is about how you feel. You should stop eating meat. You should feel bad about eating meat. They're telling you. Lucky for me, a slew of venture-backed companies, oh, yay, want to help me with my lazy altruism. They envision a world where we sit down for dinner and brag that no animals were harmed in the production of this carbon-neutral porterhouse. They want to impossible burger our entire diet. They want me to shift from farm to table to lab to table. It's beginning to work, he says. Consumer sales of the increasingly impressive simulacra of meat, eggs, and dairy products grew 24% from 2015 to 2020. According to the market research company NPD Group, and 89% of those people are, like me, not vegetarians. So it's kind of a false equivalence too here. They say, oh, well, because the production of these products and the, uh, (laughs) what do they call it? The um, consumer sales of these products have increased 24%. Therefore, there's huge demand for it. But if you look at how much meat sales have increased... It's way more than that. 
right? So people aren't buying these instead of meat. Right? These are being marketed as, oh, it's going to save the world. Look, the Kardashians are doing it. Check out all these celebrities. The celebrities want to eat the fake plastic cheese. They want to eat the fake plastic meat. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, it's just pure gaslighting. This is how they're saying you should feel. You should feel like it's so good to give up eating meat. Meat's bad for the planet. They keep telling you, they repeat this. Meat's bad for the planet. Meat's bad for the planet. Having children's bad for the planet. Having families is racist. Right? Milk is racist. Meat is mean. Meat is murder. Yeah, it's funny. You know, the New York Times, they put out these articles, but then they change the title 20 times. If you go into the web archive, you go into the Wayback Machine, and you look at how many times they change the title. They also change it. Would you eat food grown in a lab? The first title was even worse. It was like, my wife didn't want to eat my lab-grown food, but then when I showed her the lab whiskey, then she said, yay. Or something. It was just the terrible titles. Um, and they're constantly changing it to try to get more clicks. They'll take the same article and they just recycle titles through it. All right, let me come over here and read the chat. What's up, chat? What's up, chat? What do you guys think about all this? What do you think about all this? We got big tech, big ag, and now big fake meat. The birth, the, 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 uh, the love child of big tech and big ag. Yeah, moving us towards this transhumanist future where everything is fake, everything is artificial, including the food you eat. We got, we got a super chat over here from Prism. What's up, Prism? Prism donated 15 bucks. Says, Would it be immoral for farmers selling their land to Gates to salt it before leaving? <laughs> Man. Well, I'm sure Gates would. I'm sure Gates would. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't be purchasing that. I'm sure he would know. Uh, you've got uh, China's also buying up a lot of ranch land in Texas. China's all, I mean, you wouldn't have China without big tech either. You wouldn't even have China if it weren't for big tech. So yeah, we got we got the uh, the big tech billionaires. They just want to save the planet by completely consolidating the food supply and selling you plant-based kibble instead of real animal foods. The difference between these foods are with sheep, cattle, goats, pigs, chickens, ducks. You can produce those foods on your own land. You can actually produce those foods on your own land, at your own home. But guess what? Those are all unsustainable. Any foods that you can grow at your home, any foods you can produce on your own land, those are bad, those are mean, those are racist, those are bigoted. You can't do that anymore. You have to eat the, the lab-grown breast milk, right? You gotta eat the, the Bill, Bill Gates is gonna grow you lab-grown celebrity breast milk. You can drink Caitlyn Jenner celebrity breast milk. You can drink... Uh, Andy Dick, celebrity lab-grown breast milk. That's sustainable. That's good. Food from labs, good. Sustainable. Green. Food from green pastures, that's bad. They have invisible gases that are destroying the planet, and Mommy Earth is so sad when you eat that. Here we go. Fortune Business Insights. This is globenewswire.com. Lab-grown meat market to driven by emerging government policies to preserve wildlife, says Fortune Business Insights. So the lab-grown meat market is going to be driven by emerging government's policies. So not only is big tech and big ag 
Not only are Big Tech and Big Ag completely united, right? And Bayer Monsanto being the, uh, the, the great demonstrator of this, right? Bayer Monsanto, one of the biggest shareholders in, in Monsanto, Bill Gates. Bayer Pharmaceutical purchasing Monsanto. Uh, Big Tech working closely, of course, with pharmaceutical companies in every stage from clinical trials to marketing Big tech investing heavily, the same, the same investment firms investing heavily in big tech, in big ag, and in big pharma. And so lab-grown meat will be driven by emerging government's policies to preserve wildlife. They just want to preserve wildlife, yeah? Top companies covered are Aleph Farms, Moza Meat, Just Inc., Meatable, Memphis Meats, Super Meat, Finless Foods, and more players profiled in lab-grown meat market research report. So government policies are going to drive this. Of course, Bill Gates setting government policy to a great extent, right? Talking about the new, the new war is going to be, of course, the climate war, right? The, we've got the new forever war that already started in 2020, the war against viruses, right? The war against the invisible enemies that you can only know are there if Bill Gates sticks swabs in very invasive ways in different orifices of your body to, of course, harvest genetic material from you. This is admitted that they're harvesting genetic material in these testing facilities and that they want to test every child in every school. They want to be testing everyone always. Right, so Bill Gates gathering all that data. The same person who says there are way too many people on the planet, of course. Bill Gates also biggest investor in Monsanto. Big tech, Bill Gates owns big shares in big ag, big shares in big pharma, and wants you all to eat 100% synthetic beef. Right, Popular Mechanics says Bill Gates wants us to eat 100% synthetic beef. He has a point. He has a point. <laughs> the billionaire says fake burgers could solve one of the world's biggest problems. Yes, because one of the world's biggest problems, of course, is guess what? He says the world's biggest problem is overpopulation. But the second biggest problem, climate change, is caused by, what's it caused by? People. It's caused by people having animals. It's caused by your animals. Your animals are destroying the planet. The gases from your, from the, the gases from the asses are destroying the planet. They're ruining the world. They're making the climate change. The climate is changing. Why is the climate changing? Why is the climate changing? Because you guys won't stop having babies. You guys won't stop releasing those invisible gases from your animals' asses. But he'll, he'll stop that by giving you fake food. Yeah, so he's got all these, uh, you know, so the sadism of eating real meat over lab meat. New Republic, the rise of cellular agriculture will force consumers to consider the moral consequences of torturing and killing animals for food. So it, you not only should you eat lab meat, but Gabriel N. Rosenberg and Jan Dutkiewicz say the sadism of eating real meat over lab meat. That's sadistic. You sick bastard. You want real meat? That's disgusting. That's, that's terrible. That's disgusting and terrible. <laughs> Sadistic. 
What is this? <laughs> next level, next level gaslighting here. So all these startups to produce breast milk, lab-grown breast milk, right? Mechanical wombs being developed by Israeli scientists. Mechanical womb developed by Israeli scientists successfully grow mice embryos. Are humans next? Newsweek, would you feed your baby breast milk from a lab? Opinion. Now, these are all just from the last few months. Making honey without bees and milk without cows. <laughs> so we have to get rid of all animals. Animals are bad now. I thought you wanted to save the animals. No, we want to save the animals that humans don't rely on for food. And we want to get rid of the animals. We want to get rid of the animals that humans need for food. Because those animals are bad. Those animals are terrible. I'm going to come over here to the chat and see what's up. What's up, Mod Squad? we got Jethro. Bear Roots Farmer still up in the chat. Deputy Dave. What's going on, Jeffy? Deputy Dave. Josh Arno. Adam Lawrence. Leona. And we got Bear Roots Farmer Top is the, uh, the top supporter of the chat today. Thank you very much. Bear Roots Farmer supporting the stream. All you guys, if you like the stream, support the stream. If you like the channel, support the channel through the, uh, the Streamlabs link there. If you've got questions or comments, you want me to answer your questions, you want me to read your comments, you can do that through the Super Chat link there. There's a link for Streamlabs. The Streamlabs link is right there in the chat. It is also, Streamlabs link is also down below in the description of the video. You got questions, comments, or whatever. Go through Streamlabs. All right, I'll come over here and check in on the, checking in on Rockfin. What's up, Rockfin? Ramona Chalaru and Rockfin. What's going on? What's going on, Ramona Chalaru? We got 24 people watching on Rockfin. Let's get some more people over there on Rockfin. Let me put a. Uh, let me put a link over here for the Rockfin. We're simulcasting on Rockfin. Make sure to sign up for a free account on Rockfin. They don't censor. We're going to have a lot more awesome streams on Rockfin. All right, back to the... Uh, got the fake meat. We need, we need fake honey. We need fake milk. Everything. Every fake food you could possibly think of. We need that. We need it all. And this whole movement towards plant-based foods. Plant-based foods are better for you. Plant-based foods are better for the planet. Both of these are actual lies, yeah? We got Vice from 2016. The next step for veganism is ditching our bodies and digitizing our minds. In the future, there will be no eating, drinking, or defecation. So you're going you're gonna to transcend all those things, right? You're going to transcend the nasty, evil matter in this Gnostic transhumanist paradigm and you're going to become the cosmic coomer, right? You're going to become the cosmic coomer. You will just be uh, cooming in the cloud. Now, you're going, to, you're going to have Google hooked up to your brain. You're going to be able to hit a button and have dopamine blast into your head. You're going to be able to inhabit an avatar and live in a fake reality and make a multitude of fake realities and a multitude of avatars in these fake realities. You can become like gods. The next step for veganism is ditching our bodies and digitizing our minds. Yeah, so even the vegans, even the vegans 
are on board with this, right? 144 million. That's roughly the number of land animals killed every day to produce meat, dairy, and eggs for human consumption. It's a staggering, horrific number. It's also a number that means billions of more animals are constantly enslaved, many in terrible conditions, suffering throughout their lives, waiting to meet a bloody, often painful death. So it's, it's so mean to eat foods. It's so mean to have animals. Farmers are the most evil Hitler call, uh, uh, people in the world. The farmers are worse than Stalin. You're, you're creating the animal holocaust, yeah? I mean, they, they, don't, they fail to mention that humans actually give these animals very good lives in most cases. Right? And we've got cattle, we've got sheep, we've got chickens, we've got ducks. We protect them from predators, which when a predator gets to an animal, when a predator gets to an animal, they will eat them alive. Right? They will eat them from the butthole up. Right? We give them quick, painless deaths. We give them easy-ass lives. But veganism, veganism is all about ending animal suffering, right? We have to end animal suffering. Not only do we have to end animal suffering, as David Pierce, a top vegan philosopher and transhumanist says, but also we have to end predation, right? David Pierce says, uh, the, the, uh, David Pierce wants to end the predation of animals, he says, quote, why confine the civilizing process to a single ethnic group or species? Yeah, so we don't want to be speciesist. We have to force all the animals to be vegan. Here's an article, uh, Pierce and Predation, the Intersection of Veganism and Transhumanism. A recent interview with vegan and transhumanist David Pierce serves to illustrate the difficulty posed by predation for vegans and or anyone concerned about the well-being of non-human animals. So this term, non-human animals, right? Because they say humans are just animals. There's, mo there's no moral difference between humans and animals. Don't you want to protect non-human animals? Predation is a Rorschach test. And how one responds to it can inform their whole outlook on wild nature. Does predation mean that nature is necessarily and overwhelmingly a place of suffering and death? Red in tooth and claw. Alternatively, might the suffering associated with predation be offset by nature's virtues? Pierce understands veganism as a means to reduce suffering. Right, so this idea of reducing suffering. We want to reduce suffering and maximize pleasure. And that's why he came up with a concept. He calls it the hedonistic imperative. The hedonistic imperative. It's our duty to be hedonists. <laughs> this is the materialist, hedonist worldview. It is our duty to end all of suffering. So they can't define suffering because suffering is just whatever you don't like, subjectively. Right? Because, of course, they don't believe in objective truth. <laughs> so they want to reduce suffering. They can't define suffering, but they want to reduce it. And they assume that suffering is always bad, right? right? So the meaning that they put on things like suffering, like pleasure. Right? So believing that pleasure, the ultimate goal of life is just pleasure. I mean, that, that's a recipe for enslavement right there. Yeah, it, it, that's what you know, Huxley's Brave New World is all about, a pleasure-seeking society. A culture completely enslaved to vice. Completely enslaved to pleasure. Obsessed with dopamine, right? And the 
the chemical regulation, the physical, chemical, biochemical regulation of the pleasure centers. Constant pleasure stimulation. Yeah, that's a recipe for enslavement. So we don't believe that pleasure is just something that we should always be chasing. Right? But in this materialistic worldview, yeah, pleasure is great. We just want to cheat. We just chase pleasure and we want to r- remove suffering. Right? It's not suffering has a meaning. Right? In orthodoxy, we believe that suffering has deep meaning. That suffering is, is universal here in this fallen world. Because we are fallen, we suffer. Suffering being the absence of God in our lives. Due to our turning away from God. Right, but they believe that suffering is just bad. It's part of the natural world, but it's bad, and we want to get rid of it. So it's very Gnostic, their belief. You know, the, the suffering is inevitable, they believe. Suffering is universal, but they want to get rid of suffering. Right, the Buddhists believe that life is suffering. And a lot of these people will actually say that, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm, really, I'm really into Buddhism. I'm really into Hinduism. Well, B- Buddhism says that life is suffering. These people want to get rid of all suffering. So ultimately, they're about ending all life. <laughs> right? If, you know, a lot of these people, if they, if they claim to adhere to these, uh, these, these Buddhist philosophical religious theolo- theological uh, presuppositions. You know, so Pierce understands veganism as a means to reduce suffering. But Pierce's ultimate aspiration is not merely to reduce suffering, but to eliminate suffering altogether. Predation is a significant source of suffering that would obviously need to be addressed for Pierce's vision to be realized. Pierce says, quote, I tentatively predict that the world's last unpleasant experience in our forward light cone will be a precisely datable event. Perhaps some micro pain in an obscure marine invertebrate a few centuries hence. So, I mean, this is, this is just, this is next level delusional. This is so delusional. This person... This guy thinks that he's going to become the god of all matter and end all suffering for everybody. He is, he is the cosmic kumar. And the cosmic kumar is going to end all suffering in the hedonistic, materialistic world. He's, he's going he's gonna to give ultimate pleasure. Ultimate pleasure, right? To realize this goal, Pierce is open to both phased extinctions... Phased extinction. So let's just kill everything off, right? Just like I said, what, 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 what creature does not suffer? These people, they admit, they'll admit to you, if you ask them, they say, we want to end suffering and unnecessary suffering. Well, what suffering is necessary and what suffering is unnecessary? They can't answer that. Who gets to decide it? Well, we decide it. Right? So when, you're, when your mother gave birth to you, did she not suffer pain? I guess that was bad, right? I mean, a lot of them really do hold to this antinatalist position where it's like, it's better for us never to have been born into the world and never to have suffered than to have been born. So, he wants to end all of suffering. (laughs) To realize this goal, Pierce is open to both phased extinctions and genetic reprogramming of carnivores. In the interview, he says, quote, I'm not personally convinced that we need such predatory species to survive. So, yeah, he'll just, he'll just rewrite all of creation. He'll get rid of these things. He'll get rid of death. He's going to abolish death. Right? So these people, they believe that death is natural. 
but then they want to abolish it. They believe that they're just the products of nature and that death is natural, but then they want to abolish death. All right, which is an in inversion again. But the Orthodox belief is not that death is natural, that death came into the world after the fall. Which explains and gives coherence to our constant desire to avoid death, our aversion to death, our hatred of death. So, <laughs> David Pierce, this guy is, this guy is absolutely insane. Pierce says, quote, the carnivorous members of tomorrow's wildlife parks will need to be genetically and behaviorally tweaked with neurochips, GPS tracking, and abundance of other high-tech safeguards to prevent accidents. So this is, remember, this is for non-human animals. Of course, we have this getting rolled out for the so-called human animals as well. And they say, we're just animals. What do you guys think about this? This is crazy. These people are nuts. These people are freaking insane. So humanity pluses David Pierce says within the next few decades, every cubic meter of the planet will be computationally accessible to surveillance, micromanagement, and control. Hmm. And we should get rid of things like lions and tigers because they're just going to kill phase out and intentionally make these things extinct. I mean, how, how insane are these people? Like an agricultural biotech. Talking about growing drugs and genetically modified plants, right? Drug factories, GMOs and gene editing are poised to transform medicine. Here's how. The geneticliteracyproject.org's article from May 26, 2020, talking about how we're going to genetically modify plants to create the drugs of the future. Right? Now, this is not a new idea either. We had in 2001, and in Seeds of Destruction, F. William Engdahl's book, which is a great introduction to the issues behind genetic modification of food, the patenting of life, and a great history on the Consolidation of the Food Supply, Seeds of Destruction is the book. And it talks about how in 2001, a company called Epicyte came up with a genetically modified corn variety. You want to find out? Oh, find oh, out. Oh, oh, with a genetically modified corn variety that had what it called, that would produce sterility in men that would create antibodies to sperm. <laughs> that would, you could actually create a sterilization corn. That sounds crazy, right? Well, <laughs> spermicidal corn was a real thing. And in 2001, the company Epicyte came out with this corn, right? This was in San Diego. Yeah, September 2001, this was announced. Epicyte reported that they had success. This is a quote from F. William Engdahl's book. Epicyte reported that they had successfully created the ultimate GMO crop, contraceptive corn, 
They had taken antibodies from women with a rare condition known as immune infertility, isolated the genes that regulated the manufacture of those infertility antibodies, and using genetic engineering techniques, had inserted the genes into ordinary corn seeds used to plant corn plants. We have a hot house filled with corn plants to make anti-sperm antibodies, boasted Epicyte President Mitch Hine. At the time of this dramatic announcement, which went largely uncommented by the world's major media, Epicyte had concluded a strategic joint research and licensing agreement with Dow Chemical Company through Dow AgroSciences, right? Again, big pharma. One of the agribusiness genetic seed giants in the U.S., the purpose of that joint venture, they announced at the time, was to combine Epicyte's technological breakthroughs with Dow AgroSciences' strength in genetic engineering of crops. Epicyte's product candidate antibodies were being transformed in corn. Epicyte and Dow organizations had agreed to a four-year program to investigate factors affecting expression, stability, and accumulation of antibodies in transgenic plants. Epicyte had also signed a collaboration with Novartis Agriculture Discovery Institute, which is Syngenta, Right, Syngenta, one of the big GMO giants, huge multinational corporation, and with Reprotect LLC of Baltimore to develop other antibody-based microherbicides, or I'm sorry, microbicides rather, for contraception. In October, on October 6, 2002, this is the clincher, CBS News reported that the United States Department of Agriculture, the same agency of the U.S. government that had been so vigorous in developing Terminator technology, the seeds that kill themselves, right? So that you've got to keep buying them over and over again. You can't just produce your own seed. You've got to buy more of them. That they had also financed 32 field trials around the country for growing drug and drug compounds in various crops. The U.S. government field trials included epicytes, spermicidal corn technology. What was not revealed was that the USDA was also providing the field trial results to scientists at the U.S. Department of Defense. Through one of their numerous biological research laboratories such as Edgewood Chemical and Biological Center in Maryland. There you go. So, back to DARPA. Back to DARPA and Big Tech. Spermicidal corn. That's 2001. This is 20 years later. All right, go over here to the chat. What's going on, guys? Rat Splatigan's up in the chat on uh, on Rockfin. Remember, guys, we're simulcasting over on Rockfin. It's starting to get late. It's starting to get late. We're still simulcasting over there on Rockfin. Go make sure to sign up for a free account on Rockfin. Follow the channel on Rockfin. I think once we once we got about a thousand subs on Rockfin, we're gonna start doing some more exclusive stuff. Once we can get the the viewership on Rockfin consistently about the same as it is on YouTube, which would be a few weeks. Then we're going to do some exclusive streams just over there on Rockfin. We've got exclusive interviews to come. Good times. No censorship on Rockfin. No censorship over there. So pull up a tab on Rockfin. Check it out over there as well. You've got... You can make a free account. Hit the thumbs up on the video on Rockfin as well, guys. Share the Rockfin link. And uh, make sure to follow the channel on Rockfin. Hey, and if you feel so inclined, you can make a... Uh, you can... What's it called? Subscribe, right? So, the way Rockfin works is you can make a free account and you can follow the uh, you can follow the channel there, and then you can also subscribe. You can upgrade to a subscription and then get access to the free stuff, or I'm sorry, the uh, to the free stuff and also the premium content that is soon to come. 
So there on Rockfin, we've got we've got a few people watching on Rockfin. Of course, not nearly as much as on YouTube, but we're trying to move. We're trying to get everybody to go over there on Rockfin. Pull up a tab. Pull up a tab for the Rockfin. There's a link in the description. And if you guys got questions or comments you want me to read, if you got any questions for us, or if you just want to support the stream, you know, if you like these streams, please don't take them for granted, guys. Uh, YouTube screws this channel. YouTube does not support this channel at all. Makes it impossible. We don't even monetize the videos on YouTube anymore. And we ask, do not send Super Chats through YouTube. Send it through Streamlabs. Right? That's the best way to support. If you like the stream, please support. Be like Archbigot in the chat, Matty Andrews over there. What's up, Matt? Matty Andrews supporting the stream. We got a donation from Matt. He says he donates 10 bucks through Super Chat on Streamlabs. says, uh, do you think Derek Chauvin will be acquitted? Um, yeah, that's going to be a mess. Yeah, that's, that's going to be... This is going to be insane. I mean, they've set it up. This is, what I, this is what I thought from the beginning, right? This is going to get bad once they acquit that guy. It's going to get so ugly. It's going to get so, so ugly. All right. So thank you very much, Matt. I appreciate that. You guys support the stream. Pull up a, uh, pull up a new tab. Check it out on Rockfin as well. And don't take the streams for granted, guys. Support them. We need your support. These streams are sponsored by you guys. Like Bear Roots Farmer. Thank you, Bear Roots Farmer. Top supporter of the night. Bear Roots Farmer. All right, so the, these people, they're talking about, oh, we're going to make gene editing, GMO drug factories, and transform medicine. Here's how. But this is technology that's been around for at least 20 years. All right, this is old tech. And the first one that they were talking about was spermicidal corn to solve the overpopulation problem. All right, and the, you know, the epicyte... Epicyte corn, this is, here it is, 2001, The Guardian, GM corn set to stop man spreading his seed. Scientists have created the ultimate GM crop, contraceptive corn, waving fields of maize may one day save the world from overpopulation. Whew! Oh, how great! Why grow GMOs? A farmer explains four environmental benefits of crop biotechnology, right? So biotech is going to save us. Big tech, biotech will save us. We need to genetically modify the corn. We need to gen genetically modify you. All right? This idea of taking the reins of evolution, becoming evolution incarnate, is the transhumanist worldview. And it's a complete inversion of reality instead of Theosis through man realigning his will with the will of God. Instead of believing that man comes from a higher state, right? That we came from paradise. That we fell through our own will. That we fell away from aligning our will with the will of God. And through our own will brought about the fall and thus death. They believe that death is something to be conquered through our own will. We're going to conquer death. We're going to conquer all of nature. We're going to conquer all of this. We're going to conquer death through our will, through gnosis, through knowledge, through secret knowledge. We're going to conquer will through merging, or we're going to conquer death through merging with technology. Right? We're going to transcend this through merging with technology. We're not going to transcend this through just repentance and realigning our will with the will of God. No, it's going to be the apotheosis of man through his own will. And that's how we'll get out of this. And that's how we'll abolish death.
It's an inverted theology. Transhumanism is essentially the transhumanism is essentially the philosophical school of thought that says that human beings should use technology to transcend their limitations. That it's perfectly natural for us to use our tools to overcome our boundaries, to extend our minds, to extend our mindware using these technological scaffoldings. Scaffoldings. <laughs> philosophers. This guy. This guy's named Jason Silva. He's a uh, like a. Thinker, I don't know what you call him. He's a, uh, I don't know, a billionaire's son who rants and raves about how great technology is. He's a propagandist. Yeah, that's what we'll say. Jason Silva is a big tech propagandist, transhumanist propagandist. And this is uh, him describing what transhumanism is. Clark and David Chalmers' logical scaffolding. And he always has to talk like this at the end. At the end of the sentence, he, he talks like this and makes it more good. <laughs> Drives home the point. The philosophers There's Andy Clark and David Chalmers talk about technology as a scaffolding that extends our thoughts, our reach, and our vision. Ray Kurzweil reminds us, 100,000 years ago in the savannas of Africa, when we picked up a stick on the floor and used it to reach a fruit on a really high tree, we've been using our tools to extend our reach. Technology is us. Technology is our extended phenotype, as Dawkins says. Technology is our second skin. We're not the only species that does so. You know, the termites build these enormous termite colonies, which are temperature controlled. I mean, our cities, like the termite colony, are really who we are. You know, if you're able to, like, make that cognitive shift and transcend what Andy Clark calls the skin bag bias and realize that we don't end where our skin tissue ends, but that we are tethered to our technological surroundings and to our dwellings and that what we design designs us back because what we design is us, ultimately. (laughs) This is your brain on porn. (laughs) This is your brain on drugs and coom to realize that technology, we are technology-making species the same way a spider is a spider-web-making species, you know? Terrence, uh, uh, Kevin Kelly, who co-founded Wired Magazine, describes technology as the seventh kingdom of life. He calls it the technium. He says that it's subject to the same evolutionary forces as biological evolution. Oh. You know, that's, that's the, the craziness here, is that we're finding more and more that our technological systems are mirroring some of the most advanced uh, natural systems in nature. You know, the internet is wired like the neurons in our brain, which is wired like computer models of dark matter in the universe. They all share the same intertwined filamental structure. What does this tell us? It's that just there is a bunch of bunch of word salad nonsense, right? This guy's this guy said absolutely nothing. So, and it's, of course, it's the same sales pitch. It's you're going to be gods, you're going to live forever. You're going to be gods, and you're going to live forever, right? And it, I mean, it's presented in this kind of like, you know, manic. Burning Man, let's all take ecstasy and do coke and ramble kind of way, but it's just, it's the same, it's the same message, right? It's Gnosticism, it's, I mean, and he just kind of weaves together a bunch of quotes from other, from other philosophical coomers and creates a giant mishmash manic word salad no distinction between the born and the made. All of it is nature. All of it is us. So to be human is to be transhuman. The reason we're at a pivotal point in history is because now we've decommissioned 
natural selection. You know, this notion that we are now the chief agents of evolution, right? Edward O. Wilson reminds us, we now get to decide who we become. Freeman Dyson, in the near future, a new generation of artists. It's, it's delusional, too. We get to decide who we become. No, you don't, dude. You're going to die. This is the thing. These people think that they're going to avoid death. They think that they're going to avoid death. They're so clever, they're about to figure it all out. They're so clever that they're about to figure out all the secrets of the universe. They're going to figure out all of the secrets. They're going to become God. We're going to become God, bro. You're God, bro. You're not going to die. You're going to live forever. I mean, it's really sad. I mean, this is what, uh, five years ago? I'm going to find a more recent video. Of them genomes with the fluency that Blake and Byron wrote verses. You know, with biological, biotech transformation, we're talking about software that writes its own hardware. Life itself, the new canvas for the artist. Nanotechnology, patterning matter, programmable matter. The whole world becomes computable. Life itself. <laughs> it's like this dude's like living in waking life. My whole life, my entire life is a segment from Richard Linkletter's film, Waking Life. I will become the transcendental object at the end of all history. <laughs> I hate my dad and I've never had a good relationship with a woman in my life because I can't stop talking into the mirror. <laughs> what does this say about what it means to be human? It means that what, what it is to be human is to transform and transcend. We've always done it. We're not the same species we were 100,000 years ago. We're not going to... Yes, you are. You're the same species you were a few thousand years ago. You have no idea what was happening. You, you, you projecting into the past. You believing that, you li that you, our species was even around 100,000 years ago. You've never witnessed this. <laughs> you, in, your, in, your, uh, in your materialistic worldview, how can you make claims about what happened 100,000 years ago? I mean the same species tomorrow. Craig Venter recently said, we got to understand that we are a software-driven species. Change the software, change the species. And why shouldn't we? Manic, right? Yeah, let me find... Imagineering the future. Here's four years later. A lot of cognitive loopholes and, and shortcomings that inform our perception of the world. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as as we, as we are. are. Oh, <laughs> this dude's like his whole his speeches are just a string of quotes of other people's quotes. Some of expectations and cognitive biases and. <sighs> But this idea that we don't see the world as it is applies very much to what's happening with technology and innovation and disruption. Disruption. Because I believe that technology is the embodiment of human imagination in the world. Whoa, bro. <laughs> So you're, through your vain imaginations, you think that you're going to create yourself. You're going to recreate yourself as a god through the extension of your imagination. I mean, it's, it's really, it's a very childish philosophy. It's a very silly worldview. I mean, these people seem to, uh, they seem to believe it. They buy it, right? And it's, and it's, it's a lie. 
Right? Big tech tells you, oh, you're going you're gonna to be so healthy, you're going to save the planet by eating all food that comes from a lab. Right? Big pharma tells you, you're going to save your children by giving them our happy, healthy, safe injections. Right? We're gonna, you're going to save grandma by injecting everybody in the world. No, we're going to save the planet by global McMonoculture. You're going to live forever through extending your imagination through technology. Through using technology as an extension of your imagination, you're going to become a god and you're going to live forever. I mean, it's, it's really, it's an insane ideology. I believe that technology is the literalization of human creativity in the world. Right? I believe that technology is how we turn the human mind inside out, how we exteriorize the contents of our mind in the world, how we literally impregnate the world with the contents of our minds. There's always, always with the, the Coomer NLP drops there too. It's always, always to sexualize it a little bit. This is the human story. We are the tool-making animal. To be human is to be transhuman. The creature that transcends its limitations and expands its boundaries. The big question is what's the difference between the disruptions we're seeing today and the disruptions of the past? And I would say the only difference is that these disruptions in the past didn't happen as fast as they're happening now. So they accrued over many generations. So in the past, you were born and you died in a world that maybe saw one transformative innovation. The world didn't change that much within a generational gap. And so, well, hell, the new generation was born in a new world and they adapted to it. But today it's different. Because today the changes are happening in real time and within our own lifespans. And so it's a lot more for us to take cognitively. It's a lot more change and a lot more uncertainty and a lot faster. But basically, digital tra transformation, digital technology changes at an exponential rate. But human beings are linear thinkers. This is the cognitive bias that prevents us from making sense of what's happening. Because we are still, we still have a brain that evolved in a linear and local world. See, and this is how he slips into magical thinking, right? So, look, technology, it's, it, it's exponential. Technology is exponential, but we're stuck in our linear brain. You have to transcend your linear brain and... Believe the magical thinking that I'm trying to get you to believe. Right? I mean, it's, it's madness, right? And so instead of, instead of theosis, instead of the concept of theosis, right, which, which in Orthodox Christianity, we believe that through repentance and through lining up our will with the will of God and through actual communion with God, that we can re-enter into that state of communion with God and transcend the limitations of this fallen world, not through just our own will, right, but lining up our will with the will of God. You know, he believes that 
we're just going to, if we just line up our will with the will of big tech, right? technology is going to, we're going to, we're going to coom into the future. We're going to go, we're going to blast ourselves into this, uh, this infinitely powerful state in the future. And now we're trying to contend with a global and exponential world. That's the cognitive dissonance. Your intuitions continue to be linear in an exponential world. <laughs> you, your problem is linear thinking. I mean, this is, this is what every cult, this is what every cult leader does. You know, your, your problem is linear thinking. You know, you're, you're trapped in the confines of your mind. You have to transcend the confines of your mind so that you can become a god. So that you're going to become a god. You're going to become the most powerful being ever. And it's, it's really, oh, excuse me, it's really delusional. Now here's Zoltan Izvan, right? This guy's Zoltan. This is the guy that wrote that article about this one, this article for vice. In the future, there will be no eating, drinking, or defecation. The next step for veganism is ditching our bodies and digitizing our mind. Zoltan. Now, this guy ran for office. He wanted to, he wanted to become president. things about transhumanism is it's kind of what we call transhumanitarianism. There's this idea that we're really trying to help people. You know, we're really trying to solve suffering, solve medical issues. And uh, <laughs> exoskeleton technology is one of the most important. About a third of everybody on planet Earth has some type of mobility issue. So exoskeleton technology is really leading the way in terms of getting people to, um, you know, be able to be mobile again and do things like that. And what's really interesting is also that you know, you think you can't climb Mount Everest, but there's a chance sometime in the future you may be able to climb Mount Everest just because you have exoskeleton technology. There's also the idea that um, you might be able to run a marathon. As I wrote recently for the New York Times, you know, you get the exoskeleton technology working well enough, um, you'll be able to run on water. I mean, this stuff is really incredible. So can you imagine running a marathon on water? Well, this is what, you know, people want to do with exoskeleton technology. Now, I would say the biggest thing about transhumanism, where a lot of people go for getting into pocketbooks of investors, is really when you start talking about disabilities. A huge amount of people around the world have disabilities. So we already have things like this, the Argus 2, which allows a blind person to basically see, navigate streets, go into uh, rooms. So just, just like with Neuralink, right? You've got, um, what's his name? Elon Musk is saying, well, Neuralink is great. You have to Neuralink yourself because... It's going to help. We're developing this. This is going to help people who are paralyzed, right? Like we're going to give, we're going to give sight to the blind, right? <laughs> this uh, the technology is going to become. It's going to become like Christ. He's going to make the blind see. Yeah. So this is how it gets sold. Oh, we're going to improve people's lives. Look at these soldiers who you know they blew their arms off. We're going to give them a cool Luke Skywalker hand. We're going to give them, uh, you know, a bionic arm. And what, what's wrong with this, right? We're, we're trying to help people. That's how you incrementally sell people on these ideas. Like here or see. So the idea of brain plants is really complex. I was doing an interview earlier, <laughs> Brain plants. Right? And they were so there was brain so implants, though. And, you know, where I'm from, Silicon Valley in Los Angeles, California area, um, there's a couple different companies now like Neuralink with Elon Musk that are working on basically brain implants in order to 
allow your brain to interface directly with machine intelligence. Now, why is this important? Well, machine intelligence is important because, you know, already like in Wall Street, for example, there's a bunch of mid-level traders that are being wiped off the floors. And the reason is, is because they can't compete with algorithms. So, yeah, so we're going to give you superhuman powers. Right, we'll give you superhuman powers. We're going to give sight to the blind. We're going to let you walk on water. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's getting into... It, this is some blatant... <laughs> there you go. Dangerfield Henry in the chat says, well, run on water. Okay, Antichrist, dude. Right, this is like blatant mirroring of the miracles of Christ. Right, the, the blatant, blatantly mirroring the, the miracles of Jesus Christ. We're going to recreate all those with technology. That's, tech is going to fix everything, and it's going to make you gods. And it's going to perform miracles. It's going to give you miracles. We're going to give you miracles, right? But it's going to take a few. We're going to, we're going to have to. We're going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to do it incrementally. Right, so it's like this is what's coming. This is what's coming. But first, you know, first let's focus on. First, we're going to give you alt proteins. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, you're going to be as, you're going to be gods. But here, here's your Beyond Burgers. This is what you have now. You're going to be like gods, but for now, we're going to give you plant based, lab grown meat. Right? We'll give you Impossible Burgers, and we'll we're going to lower the price on the Impossible Burgers. <laughs> this is. You're going to be as gods. That's coming. But here's, here's your impossible burger for now. Right? And we got you know, these, all these big tech investors. You got uh, Prince Khalid bin Awalid, the chief executive officer of KBW Ventures, a founding chairman of KBW Investments. Right? KBW Ventures. KBW Investments. They invest in things like Memphis Meats, Beyond Meats, as well as other... Fourth industrial, excuse me. Ah, as well as with other, as well as another fourth industrial revolution companies, right? Autonomous vehicles, microgenesis trifecta. Right, this is their portfolio here. Memphis Meats, which is lab-grown meat. Beyond Meats. Autonomous vehicles, smart city infrastructure. Now, that's where all this investment money is going. And who is this guy? Who is this Prince Khalid bin Awalid? Well, he's the son of one of the richest men in the world, right? His dad, his dad is this guy. His dad is this guy. We've got Prince Awalid bin Talal. He owns the Four Seasons with Bill Gates. The stockholder in the sand, worth an estimated $27 billion, and this was back in 2013, right? The enigmatic Prince Awlid bin Talal has very public holdings. He's the second largest voting shareholder in News Corp. He owns Paris George, uh, Paris's George V Hotel and part of New York City's Plaza Hotel. He's a stockholder in Apple, will soon own the world's tallest building. But the private origins, the, act, the exact size of his massive fortune are the subject of continued debate between Bin Talal and prominent media outlets. So what's the truth? Does one of the richest men on Bloomberg's billionaire index, a calorie-counting cell phone addict who loves texting James Murdoch, really spend his free time throwing dwarves? 
<laughs> this guy he looks like a Bond villain, right? He actually owned a yacht that was used as a Bond villain's yacht in a Bond movie. The dwarf-throwing billionaire who's buying up America. The tales of the mysterious Saudi prince, Al-Walid. So this guy owns huge palatial estates with money in over 70 countries donated to charities, right? He's a, he's a philanthropist, of course. Last fall, a Spanish court announced it would investigate claims that Al-Walid had drugged and raped a 20-year-old model on his yacht in Ibiza in 2008. Oops. Oopsie. <laughs> All right, so this guy is a major major player in global investments dude has also got like all these trophy hunted uh, you know African wildlife um, taxidermied animals in one of his palatial estates but his son's over here he's gonna save the world right he owns like a vegan YouTube channel he owns uh, plant based news on YouTube plant based news excuse me um, guy invested in Beyond Meat invests in all these vegan startups Funds, vegan YouTube channels, Memphis meats, lab-grown meat. They call it clean meat. Yeah, that's the new... The sector clean meat. I mean, Bill Gates owns the Four Seasons, bought the Four Seasons with this dude's dad. But these people want to save the planet. These are the people who are selling you on transhumanism, who are selling you on GMO crops, eventually GMOU. All right, GMO seeds... And then eventually, GMO me. GMO me, Prince Khalid. So, I mean, you've got hundreds of videos. The BBC, transhumanism. How far would you go for for a body upgrade? (laughs) It's just endless. Right, endless, sowing the seeds of agricultural biotechnology. So biotech, big tech, big pharma, it's all one thing. It's all one thing. And they've got a lot of slick salesmen out there selling us on the ideas of transhumanism. But ultimately, it's about more than just, oh, we're going to feed the planet. Or, oh, we're going to make people a little bit happier. Or oh, we're gonna help some. We're gonna help dudes who lost their arms in the war. It's about a lot more than that, right? It's about, like this article says, becoming gods, angels, and ghosts. The transhumanist journey, becoming gods, angels, and ghosts. Ray Kurzweil says, "Does God exist? Well, not yet. Well, not yet, because they're gonna invent God." Not only invent God, become gods. They will invent God and become gods. So check out this video. We got, Are we becoming gods? The post-human divine, part one. Hi everyone, my name is Francesca Ferrando. I'm a professor of philosophy here at NYU, Program of Liberal Studies. And I'm very, very, very excited today to talk about the topic, the posthuman divine. I would like to thank very much the Fondazione Bruno Kessler of Trento 
to uh, uh, for offering me this uh, important opportunity to be the keynote of this event. I would also like to thank very much uh, Boris, Valeria, the director, and all the team uh, who made this event possible. I'm very, very excited to, to be here today, and I'm looking forward to the discussion. This is an important topic, and we need to address it right now. So um, I would also like to mention that uh, many of the uh, topics that we are going to cover today are actually being read in my book uh, that is entitled Philosophical Posthumanism, which is coming out in the spring this in our talk. Yeah, here in order to address each school of thought, we are going to divide this talk in four different sections addressing four different questions. Mm? Each question uh, refers to a specific school of thought and to a specific topic. Let's see the first question that we are going to address. Are we being gods? And I'm using the plural to really have a comprehensive notion of the divine, a comprehensive, a comprehensive notion of God. Eh? So are we being gods right now? Hmm? This is a question that we are going to address through philosophical posthumanism, specifically the nuance of post-dualism. We are suppose dualism post dualism will we be becoming gods then going to follow with the are we question, becoming gods are we becoming gods <clears throat> no <laughs> no you're not you're not going to become gods <sighs> we are going to address with transhumanism and the call for human enhancement third question is are we playing gods and this is a topic that we are going to address through the bioconservative ethics and the call against human enhancement. And finally, we're going to ask if we are actually killing God or gods. And this is again uh, through the notion of the death of God according to Nietzsche. Specifically, we're going to address this question within the frame of anti-humanism. Yes. <laughs> So there you go. That there's their procession of ideas there. So, so yeah, the, the belief that the belief that God is dead, the belief that not just regicide but theicide, right, the, the the murder of God, will then lead to man's exaltation and man becoming God himself. Hmm. Hmm. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about this? Here we got we got Tom Green over here. Thank you for the donation. Tom Green donated five dollars. Says, "Hey Tristan, nice bookshelf. How old are some of your books? Do you think well looked after paperbacks could last sixty years? Some of these books are pretty old, man. I mean, some of these some of these were printed. Some of these books were printed in the fifties. So I mean, some books can last sixty years. A paperback well looked after sixty years is possible, but." That's that's kind of hard. I mean, we've got hardcovers back here. Like, there's a dictionary from the '70s that's just completely fallen apart. Um, so, I mean, it depends how it's taken care of. It depends how it's taken care of. So, yeah, thank you, thank you very much, Tom Green. I'm glad you like my bookshelf. I made it myself. I made it myself. Here we go. We got we got the link. I'll put the link in here. If you guys got any questions or comments, or if you want to support this. If you want to support this chat or this uh, this stream, if you like supporting the channel, if you enjoy the work we do here, if you want to stop the climate from changing, then support the stream, 
via the Streamlabs link right there. So yeah, I think we uh, I think we've hit on on some of the major ideas here. Right, big tech, big ag, where this is going, right? Where this is leading. It's not leading anywhere where they say it's going to lead, right? They, oh, you're going to become as gods. Well, how are you going to become as gods? We're going to put chips in your brain and the government's going to control <laughs> the chip. You become as gods, bro. You're going to become as gods. We're going to give you a, a DARPA brain surgery and put Neurolace into your brain and monitor all of your behavior and physically control you. Yeah, we're we're going to give you a... You're going to be able to give get as much dopamine as you want. But DARPA's going to put a, a chip in your brain, right? You're going to be... You're going to live forever. You're going to be as gods. Give up your life, right? Upload your, upload your consciousness, right? Oh, you're going to upload your consciousness into the cloud. We don't even know how to define consciousness. We don't know where your consciousness is. But we're going to say that we're going to upload it to the cloud. <laughs> Josh Arno in the chat says, If you hate life, you'll love this. And it really is. It's like, it's for people who... I mean, I guess culturally, they've created this situation where most people might find this appealing, right? They would find the idea of, oh, I'm going to become a god through merging with my iPhone. They might find that appealing. And it's really sad. It just shows how far we've come. It shows how far gone a lot of our culture is. I mean, it's, it, it's a very destructive culture. It's a very self-destruct. It's a destructive philosophy too that these people are pushing. It's a completely self-destructive ideology. It's all about the destruction of what it is to be human, right? Transhumanism to transcend humanity means destroying the old humanity, destroying what it is to be human, right? Changing what people's images of what it is to be human is the changing images of man. Again, back to these ideas, the changing images of man. Right? SRI, who published that, Stanford Research Institute, was heavily involved in the early cybernetics research. They were heavily involved in the bringing about of Silicon Valley, which used to be called, of course, Microwave Valley. Yeah, Silicon Valley, which was born out of the radar push during the, world, the Second World War. Stanford Research Institute was also heavily involved in the behaviorist, behavior modification and behavior control experiments during MKUltra. The changing images of man. You will become like gods. You are going to become a god. Cyborgs, futurists and transhumanism, a conversation... The Museum of Science, Boston. Science is going to help you live forever. Living forever? Transhumanism. Could we live forever? BBC News. Sometimes I dream of living forever. To never die. Not unless I want. I wanted to. Actually, I dream I could just know everything. To have super intelligence. Super strength for that matter. And super speed. I wish I could just be happy all the time. Eternal happiness of which sadness never comes. So but all then, these all these things that that we believe that God offers us, all these things that we actually believe are our real heritage and actually our birthright. 
right? Us being made in the image and likeness of God, but then shirking the image and likeness of God when we fell. These people want to continue to shirk the image and likeness of God, but then usurp that. Sadly, I realize it's all impossible. But is it really? In this program, I'll be speaking to the people who think that it is possible. We will become cyborgs. Not now, of course, but in the future. And a future that might not be as far away as you think, according to them. Radical technological change is upon us. And are we finding out what they think the future has in store for us, human beings? Uh, the future that matters is the future of cognition, not really the future of the human race. In short, I'll be speaking to the people who want to make us live forever. Are you the future of the human race? Yes, I am the one the only future of the human race. <laughs> that was a brilliant answer. You are very confident. <laughs> To the majority of us, life is hard, yet fairly simple. We live, we do things, we get sick and we die. And that's about it. Full stop. Nothing we can do about it. To others though, that's not really... That's just life, right? And this, this, this is, nihilism leads to this. People want God. They want God and they're being sold on, you're going to be God. You're going to make God. The case. There is something we can do about it. And... That is to change the basis of what it means to be human. Ben Geertzel is one of those guys. It's always Ben Geertzel. Oh, hey, AGI stands for Artificial General Intelligence. And it basically consists of a lot of very smart people who think we're close to creating super intelligent AI. I think digital immortality is definitely going to happen. My hope is it happens within my own lifetime so I can take advantage of it. If it doesn't, I'm sure it will happen within the next century at worst. Is that what you're working towards now? <laughs> Digital immortality is one of the goals I'm working towards. I aim to build an artificial general intelligence, an AI system that can become massively smarter than human beings and understand more about the universe than any human possibly could. Ben and other like him <laughs> call themselves transhumanists. Transhumanism is the idea that we can improve man in all imaginable respects. The plan is to do this by way of science and technology. People in the world of transhumanism have a few common ideologies. One, for example, is that the human brain is limited and human evolution needs to be altered manually. Another is a pretty controversial one, that aging is something that should not exist. It's a disease. We really need to abolish aging. See, it's all these, all these things. <laughs> Abolish aging. You're going to live forever. You're going to be as gods, right? It's, it's the same lies that the serpent sold. And then it's all trying to go back to that state. It's all trying to, it's storming heaven. It's trying to go back to Eden. So we're making us incorruptible through our own will, through technology. But it's not going to happen. These are all lies. None of this is going to happen. You're never, you're not going to upload your consciousness into the cloud. Ben Gertzel, you're not going to do it, man. You're not going to be able to upload your consciousness into the cloud and live forever in your lifetime. And neither will your children. We're all going to die. That's the thing. It is inevitable. And it's really sad. I mean, just to spend your whole life chasing these pipe dreams like this. It's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> You're not living forever, dude.
same way that we need to abolish in your physical body. You're not going to abolish death. You're not going to abolish aging. You're not going to abolish so-called suffering, which you can't really actually define or measure in your worldview either. Cancer, and we need to abolish rape and murder. A aging, we just shouldn't allow, allow to exist. And the, the fact that everyone takes for granted, you know, there's no choice but to just get old, die, and rot. I mean, in a hundred years, that will be looked on as insanely barbaric, the same way we look back on slavery as insanely barbaric now. In California, <laughs> a foundation has been set up based on this idea. Created by British transhumanist Aubrey de Grey, it's called SENSE and works to abolish aging and age-related disease. They plan to do this by developing methods to slow down, stop, and even reverse aging. And, and all the while, we're getting more unhealthy. <laughs> People are aging more and more. They're creating these networks of uh, a wireless communication devices that are destroying us at the cellular level. In, in these people's quest to live forever, they're actually shortening their lives. It's, it's so sad, right? It's just this idolatry just leads to destruction over and over again. A medical condition. In other words, it's something that has the potential in the end to be treated by, to be prevented by medicine. A life without involuntary death is a core belief of the transhumanist sage for the future human. But as well as changing how our cells work, how else may we achieve this? Let's take a look at a few of the ideas proposed. First up, mind uploading, also called whole brain emulation. The mind is a pattern of organization rather than a specific collection of, of meat, of physical matter. This is the rather... So the idea that your mind is just... So this is, again, this is... This is where they have to kind of admit the lie. We're, we're going to brain scan you and your mind, what you are, your consciousness is just a collection of impulses and patterns of impulses that we can read with an EEG monitor or brain scan. And then we're going to put that in a hard drive and that's your consciousness. Credible <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a total, copy it's a lie. We place it on something like a hard drive. So the pattern of organization that is me, that is Ben Gersel's mind, could be realized in a digital substrate, it could be realized in a quantum computer, could be realized inside some global computer network. That pattern of organization that is me could have many different kinds of bodies and different kinds of in incarnations and that should be really amazing to experience once it Yeah, when, when you never experience that. <laughs> I mean, really nice to experience when you, when you never experience this, dude. Now we got Conrad. Conrad's being Conrad's being naughty. He sent a super chat through through a super chat on YouTube. I gotta disable that. I might I might have to disable that ASAP. I might have to disable that ASAP. We now you know thirty percent of that's going to YouTube. You're just feeding YouTube with that. Conrad says, "Yo, man, can I show for a WSB versus Melvin Capital vid?" Sorry for doing the super chat. There you go. You knew I you knew I'd cry about that. You know how much about that. Sorry for doing the super chat. I still try to set up the Streamlabs account. Haha. -ha. <laughs> the Streamlabs account takes like two minutes to set up. <laughs> um, all right, WSB, you guys check out check out the WSB versus Melvin Capital vid, as Conrad says. I'm not watching that right now, um, but yeah, that's that's interesting. What what's going on with that? Is it Silver Squeeze? Is it AMC? What is it, Conrad? Tell me what it is. I'm not going to watch the video right now. Let me go check it out later. 
Thank you very much for the support there, dude. Uh, shout out to everybody over. Shout out to Ramona Chalaru, to King of Money. King of Money, that's a funny name. Says, God, I need more silver. Um, and Rat Splatigan over in Rockfin. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for keeping that Rockfin going. You guys, make sure to subscribe on Rockfin. We're going to be doing exclusive content over there very soon. And please, hey, not, not just, don't just follow the page. If you want to support a little bit more, you want to support a little bit more, then subscribe. Subscribe on Rockfin, get a subscription, and that will actually allow you to uh, that will actually allow you to support our work and then get access to exclusive content further down the line. So, thank you very much for the support, guys. Rockfin and Rockfin's got a tip a tip feature as well. A couple people tried it out today. A couple people tried it out today. We got the um, Streamlabs tips as well. If you guys got questions or comments. Or if you just want to support the stream, or if you just want the, if you uh, if you support the stream, then you'll uh, you'll live forever in the cloud, and the weather won't change, and you'll abolish death. <laughs> no, none of that will happen. But if you enjoy the stream, you can support the stream over there. On uh, there's a Streamlabs link, both on the Rockfin chat and in the YouTube chat. All right, so yeah, Ben Gertzel, we're just gonna live forever, dude. We'll live forever. We're going to live forever. We're going to upgrade our brains. We're going to upgrade our bodies. But it's a lie. I'm sorry. But it is a lie. Right? These people don't believe that there is a God, but they're going to make God. God doesn't exist yet, they say. All right, so just to finish off here on the whole transhumanism apotheosis of man idea this we're gonna transcend we're gonna storm heaven we're gonna become as gods we're gonna live forever we're going to uh we're gonna come back here to this article about anthony Lewandowski, right the guy that created uh, created the religious group to create a deity based on artificial intelligence for the betterment of society of course and to actually worship it right so Anything but worshiping God, right? We don't believe in God, but we're going to make a God and we're going to worship it. <laughs> Lewandowski was co-founder of autonomous trucking company Auto, which Uber bought in 2016. He was fired from Uber in May amid allegations he'd stolen trade secrets from Google to develop Auto's self-driving technology. Blah, 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 blah. So he talks about... The Way in the Future team did not respond to requests for more information about their proposed benevolent AI overlord, but history tells us that new technologies and scientific discoveries have continually shaped religion, killing old gods and giving birth to new ones. So wait, wait, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) This is just the resurrection of the old gods. Just like people used to make rock statues and worship them. Well, we got we got to make the rock statue, and we got to put the pee pee and the poo poo in front of the rock so that we can get the power of the gods. <laughs> this is what you're doing. It's the same. Silicon Valley, meanwhile, has sought solace in technology and has developed quasi-religious concepts, including the singularity, the hypothesis that machines will eventually be so smart that they will outperform all human capabilities leading to a superhuman intelligence that will be so sophisticated it will be incomprehensible to our tiny, fleshly 
rational brains. So they're going to, we're going to create gods. He says, I totally think that AI can participate in Christ's redemptive purposes. This guy, Benick. Benick argues that advanced AI is compatible with Christianity. It's just another technology that humans have created under guidance from God and can be used for good or evil. Uh. <laughs> this guy. I mean, it, it's, uh, it just keeps going. These people, they keep going deeper and deeper into this. And we're going to create our own God. We're going to create our own techno-Christ. How will society be affected by the ability to create super smart athletic designer babies that only the rich can afford? Should a driverless car kill five pedestrians or swerve to the side to kill the owner? If traditional religions don't have the answer, AI, or at least the promise of AI, might be alluring. So we're going to create algorithms that will, that will figure out all the questions of morality. Our algorithms are going to give you eternal life. They're going to figure it all out. Right? AI, what is AI again? These are man-made computer algorithms. Right? But they're, they're telling you, well, this is going to be a god. It's, it's a god. It's an AI god we're making, dude. No, you're worshiping your vain imagination. Just like Jason Silva was talking about. Technology is the extension of our imagination. So it's a worldly, fleshly God made by your own hands. You can't even create a speck of dust. You can't even create a speck of dust. You can't even define consciousness. You don't know where consciousness, consciousness is located in your materialistic worldview. But you think you're going to create a god and you're going to become a god. It, it's completely delusional. It's total delusion. All right, guys. So anyways, that's it. That's it for today. We've been going for a while now. We, there, there's so much to cover on this topic. And you know, I, I did not do it justice, I'm sure. But you know, we'll, we'll be touching on some of these topics later on. And probably going to expand a little bit more on Ben Gertzel. Um, I'm going to read some more of his goofy book, The Cosmist Manifesto. Um, it's kind of written in like a, it's like short little blurbs, short little paragraph blurbs. The Cosmist Manifesto. The Cosmist Manifesto. So yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be talking about that and uh, there's not, I don't know, there's not much more to say about it. Let me come back over here. We got... We got we got a tip. There we go. The king of the king of money throwing a tip over on uh, <clears throat> over on Rockfin. He threw. Oh, there you go. He's, he's talking about WSB beating up Melvin Capital in anime form. He's got his video here. He edited this video. Okay. All right, Kang. Let's watch your video. We'll be the we'll be the, what the ninth view on your video. Thank you for that five dollar tip, by the way. Sorry, I gotta pull this up in the other window. Here we go. Alright. Shout out to the king of money who tipped a little through through five dollars. The king of money threw a whole five bucks on uh on the tip over there. Thank you. One of the one of the top tippers tonight on uh on Rockfin. Thank you for that tip. King of money. 
He's learning editing, I guess. What, what's going on? What's going on with GME? What's going on with AMC and all this stuff right now? What's happening with it? Anyone else in the chat know? I haven't. I haven't really been following this too closely. I've not been following this too closely. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Shout out to Dumb Money Media. <laughs> yeah, um, see, I've, I haven't been paying attention to the Wall Street bet stuff for the last couple months. I mean, I, I knew what was going on a little bit in the beginning. It seems like it's kind of stagnant. AMC, GME seem like they kind of seem like they've been. Yeah, Dangerfield Henley says stagnant. It's been stag static, <laughs> static or stagnant. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, it, hey, it'd be nice to see that silver squeeze happen. I'd rather see that happen than, than GME to the moon. I'd rather see silver, a big squeeze on silver. But, you know, hey, I'd like, I'd like to see these hedge funds get screwed. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind seeing these hedge funds get uh, get screwed over there. All right, let's go over here to the chat. Give you guys one last chance. If you guys want to support, there's a Streamlabs link over there. Thank you, Conrad, for that one, a.k.a. the king, the king of money. Thank you for the support via, via the tip mechanism over there, making sure that tip mechanism works on, on uh, Rockfin. And thank you, everybody, for watching on Rockfin. You guys, make sure to share these videos. Make sure to follow the channel on Rockfin. And, hey, if you like it, if you like it, upgrade to a subscription, and we will be getting some more we will be getting some more uh, exclusive content coming down the line. Uh, once we get about a thousand um, follows over there on Rockfin, and then consistently when we're kind of competing with the YouTube level of live views or viewers over there on Rockfin, then we're going to start doing a lot more exclusive content on that uh, on that avenue. In that avenue, I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired. It's been a long day. I was up early, and um, yeah, thank you guys for supporting. For those of you who enjoy the chat, uh, big thank you, big shout out to uh, to the the homie Bear Roots Farmer. You are the top supporter of the stream today. You you kind of you kind of sponsored the stream today, so you make you guys make it worth it. Really, you guys out there, we got no sponsors. You guys are the sponsors of these streams. If you like these streams, support the streams. The Streamlabs link is there. Um, next coaching call in our private members forum. We do weekly coaching calls in the members forum. You can become a member, primaledgehealth.com slash membership, and go down into the, into the description. If I can even get the sentence out, <laughs> go down to the description and... Uh, and uh, I feel 10 oh, feet tall oh. right now. And become a member at primaledgehealth.com. Harry Serpanos is trying to keep me on. He's trying to keep me going. Harry Serpanos donated five bucks. He likes the stream. 
He doesn't take this channel for granted, and he wants to support the work we do. Thank you very much. Harry Serpano's donated five bucks. Says these AI gurus are dangerous. Yeah, these people are. I mean, it's kind of. <laughs> you know, I try not to get, uh, try not to overstate it, but yeah, they're dangerous. Is a, I'd say an understatement. <laughs> dangerous is a total understatement. These people are insane. These people are freaking insane. All right, so become a member, primalunchhealth.com slash membership. Next coaching call is Thursday, Thursday midday. And then, hey, we got to get that exodus over to Rockfin. Exodus over to Rockfin, you guys. Um, if you want to be actually informed of when these streams are happening, it's not going to happen from YouTube. So get notified for upcoming streams. There's a link in the description. You can... Click that link in the description that says get notified for upcoming streams and we will email you before these streams so that you can actually see them, right? BD's up in the chat says YouTube is shadow banning all your vids. He said, I've been looking for this channel for over a year. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, YouTube, YouTube's been up on that, that shadow ban for the last couple of years. If you want to guys. Man, you guys are awesome. James1054. Jay's 1054, support the stream, donated five bucks, says the fact, the fact, the fact, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, talk, talking about AI overlords, uh, uh, we've got you, the AI overlord, the fact, the fact, the fact, product of the, uh, of the weaponized pop culture there. Thank you for reminding me of that, of that classic moment several years ago. Uh, hey, any last minute super chats, any last minute questions? Thank you, Harry Serpanos. Thank you, everybody who supports. Especially thank you to Bear Roots Farmer for the very generous super chats. You got the you were the top bigot of the night, top super chatter of the night, and we appreciate that. Um, so yeah, you guys keep these streams going and click the link in the description. Go over to Rockfin. Go over there to Rockfin. Follow me on Rock or on Rockfin. It's free to make an account, and then if you want to upgrade to a subscription, you can get access to. Premium content, that's the come, and then premium content from other content creators over there on that uh, on that platform. So screw YouTube. YouTube is trash. YouTube is friggin' trash. Support me over on Rockfin. And uh, yeah, and if you guys want our support, if you want our coaching, join us on our weekly coaching calls and our private members forum. You can hit me up for that. There's a link in the description below. You can become a member at PrimalEdgeHealth.com. And you join our private forum. We do weekly coaching calls in there. And there's a bunch of really cool like-minded people up in there. It's cool. Uh, we mentioned homesteading. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, homeschooling resources earlier. Jessica likes to put up the homeschooling resources. And we've got kind of a, a, a running uh, think tank in there. Of a bunch of awesome people who are down to support you. And, uh, and if you are trying to improve your health. You're trying to dial in your diet. Whether it be for fat loss. Or for muscle gain. You got autoimmune type stuff you're dealing with. Get in on those coaching calls. We can help you dial things in. So that's it, guys. Good stream. We'll see you next time. I'm out of here.
Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah! There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.